Welcome back, guys, to Wrestling Ruined. I am, of course, Eddie Shepard, along with... Travis Lasseter. And, of course... What episode is this? How many episodes have we done? Four. This is four. Four episodes, and you guys haven't figured out how to properly announce yourselves. <clears throat> I'm the free will burning, head turning, ass kicking, machismo dripping, master podcasting mouthpiece of the Southeast, Brandon A. Lane, joining terrible Travis Lasseter... And idiot Eddie James Shepard. I don't even know what to call you guys, but <laughs> extraordinary. I extraordinary. Extraordinary. There you go. Extraordinary. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I could have been I could have been terrific. Travis Lasseter. No, you're terrible. Like, like terrific Terry Taylor. I like that you're doing <laughs> hand motions that no one can see. <laughs> we can fine. see. It's we fine. See you guys it. can see it. It's all right. Guys, of course, we are finally rolling into the first big episode of the podcast of Wrestling Ruin, Wrestling's Worst Years, as we continue through 1995. Fellas, the 1995 Royal Rumble. No, the Royal Rumble. 30 men. <laughs> the fastest paced Royal Rumble ever. Sweaty. <laughs> One minute intervals. <laughs> of course, guys, we're doing the Royal Rumble 1995. Uh, best thing I will go ahead and tell you guys to do, depending on what you're watching this on when this airs, guys. We're gonna, yeah. is, will it be on Peacock or will it be on the WWE Network? Yeah, we're we're uh, kind of wondering what the the landscape is going to look going forward. Uh, my understanding is that if you have a network subscription, it's going to roll over to the Peacock Network. You're gonna get more bang for your buck if you're you know the nine ninety nine tier. You get ad free and all that, and you can watch The Office finally because it got yanked off of uh, Netflix. Parks and Rex as well. Well, I mean, if you're, if you're that kind of ilk... Um, let's just that, shill for Peacock. Yeah, let's <laughs> shill for them hard. Um, the the thing is that we're kind of in the dark. We don't know what the, the interface is going to look like. We don't know if this the network is going to stay as it is, and it's just going to be like a connecting thread. You only get ne- uh, network access by having Peacock? I, I don't know. And it's, um, looking, it's looking like March 18th is that date, so if you're listening past that, it's probably going to be... Listen, my understanding is that if you do two seconds of research, you should be able to figure this out. Uh, We believe in you. (laughs) (laughs) Eh, I don't. Well, the biggest thing is, no matter how you're watching it, make sure you're, of course, you're going to the pay-per-views, rolling over to 1995, or you can go by the Royal Rumble and go to 1995 and get that kind of pulled up. Uh, Of course, you know, go ahead and get kind of everything ready. Uh, Before we actually hit play and get rolling, guys, let's take a nice little break real quick to get to our awesome sponsors, and we'll get right back to you. Emotional consideration paid for by the following. Next Generation Wrestling brings some of the most talked about and star-studded professional wrestlers from around the world. Based out of East Tennessee, NGW is becoming one of the most sought-after independent wrestling promotions in the past four years. Witness NGW Live or on demand on the High Spots Wrestling Network streaming app. Follow us on social media platforms at NextGenTN. Hey guys, my name is Travis Walling. I'm an admin in a page on Facebook called Wrestling Figures 24-7. It's a dream spot for any wrestling fan or figure collector. Come check us out on Facebook. That's Wrestling Figures 24-7 with a Z. Hope to see y'all on there. Hey 
Recording live from the Black Lodge, it's me, the free will burning, head turning, ass kicking, machismo dripping, master podcasting mouthpiece of the Southeast, Brandon A. Lane, host of the Rants from the Black Lodge podcast, with a message to all you WrestleManiacs out there in podcast land. Now, once you've jerked the curtain of the uncontested heavyweight champions of podcast, Wrestling Ruined, well, I hope you'll jump ship and check out the incredible in-depth movie retrospectives and interviews with cast and crew of all your favorite horror films only at the Rants from the Black Lodge podcast. You can find us on social media at Rants Black Lodge. Check out our homepage at JuicyKruger.com and we're available on all major podcasting platforms. And oh yeah, don't be a jabroni. Check out all the great content from Wrestling Ruined or you'll be the one doing the J-O-B. Thanks to those awesome sponsors, guys. I know we're kind of branching out and hopefully going to get a few more. Um, I'm really excited about that, guys. I, I'm ex- more excited for our sponsors than I am to watch this. <laughs> lies. That is all lies. Uh, maybe from, from your point of view, not from mine. Um, I've seen this pay-per-view more times than I ever wanted to. Agreed. I've, I remember uh, it, we had a snow day, and I got to, I got to miss a little bit of uh, work and watch this, and I was like, I probably should have went to work today. I, and I, I, uh, it was a oh, job I'll, to get through this pay-per-view. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll save our uh, disgust and adulation for uh, when we get going. Uh, all right. All right, guys, get get past, of course, you know, that first little commercial. Uh, like I said, depending on if it's Peacock, it might be a little different. But, of course, you know, if you're watching on the WWE Network, you have that first little commercial. We're going to say three, two, one, play, and we're going to roll on, guys. Three, two, one, play. Look at this limousine. Who's in it? I wonder. So this is it Ric Flair? No, it's fucking dink. It's, it's a clown car. Uh, Ric Flair was... Uh, would probably have liked to have been in the uh, limousine with Miss <laughs> Pamela Anderson. Oh, look Ooh. at those boots. Oh, yeah. And so this leg. was uh, January 22nd? Yes, this the Royal Rumble 1995, guys, takes place January, <laughs> well done. T- January 22nd uh, from the USF Sundome in Tampa, Florida. I have driven by this arena multiple times when I lived in Florida. Look at that my shitty nameplate from Pamela Anderson. <laughs> my sister lived right down the road uh, from, from this arena, so it was actually pretty cool to think of that this is where it happened. Oh, Brandon didn't mark out for uh, Jimmy Del Rey in the background. Uh, I did inside. <laughs> uh, the the keyboard on my lap just popped up a good uh, couple of inches. Uh, I got real excited from a uh, side of the gigolo Jimmy Del Rey. I got a question for you guys. Now I realize them doing this in Florida and the the idea is that Florida's on the beach and stuff. But Baywatch. you normally yeah that's another no. excellent point. But when tying in a beach kind of atmosphere, you think about summertime. Bash at the beach. Beach blast. SummerSlam. SummerSlam. And I don't think about January as beach front Great American Bash. Time. No, no, I completely agree. It is kind of, I never really thought about it till then, but it makes a great point. No, no, I, that's kind of been in the back of my mind ever since the, these awful rumble reports from that piece of shit Todd Pettengill. <laughs> and just to apologize to, to a small, small uh, bit to Todd Pettengill, who by all accounts is a terrific human being. Yeah, drink up that. <laughs> Sorry, go on. <laughs> drink that up. Um, but I have to say, I'm a little <laughs> more forgiving of his appearance that's going to be coming up later on in this episode because I think they used him properly as a fucking oh bumbling... Bonered out goof. Yeah, I have a, I have an interesting note on that, so I, I really, can't wait to get really there. Really, don't know what to say here. I think you're getting on that Todd Pettengill train finally. 
I mean, my album, my heart almost stopped. It's probably for making all those T-shirts. He's finally starting to get used to his face. And by by the way, we'll, we'll uh, drop the uh, link down in the description. Uh, but please, if you enjoy what we do here at the podcast, we have several great new T-shirts, uh, ranging from a uh, million-dollar corporation uh, shirt. If you're into that sort of bullshit, <laughs> Mantar. We do have a, uh, a New, J- New Japan Pro Wrestling inspired Mantar T-shirt, and look at what we've got here: Double J, son with the roadie and the flashlight. Dude, I love that entrance. It, it just looks it looks up to date. I was going to make fun of Jerry Lawler there because it was the same uh, crown and jacket he wears for the next six years. <laughs> Red crown, and black jacket. Hey, that's called consistency, my friend. That's called being a cheap fuck. <laughs> <laughs> As Jeff Jarrett comes out, guys, of God, course... look at that mane of hair. Of course, this is the first pay-per-view we're covering. Um, looking, looking at it in 95, things kind of change with pay-per-views. Uh, but the big four, of course, is the Royal Rumble, WrestleMania... SummerSlam and Survivor Series. In 94, we had their first King of, Ring, King King of the, the Ring, Ring as 93. well. 93. Oh, yeah, 93. 93. Yeah, I apologize. Hart wins. I yes. apologize. You're, you're correct. So, I mean, this is still considered part of the Big Four. We get a, a plethora of in-your-houses this uh, this year. When did you guys first see this Rumble? Probably around the same time I was copying that uh, you know, King of the Ring 95 VHS from uh, VideoWiz because I bought all their tapes. There was making illegal copies for friends. So, yeah, I spent around a lot of time. <laughs> Probably like 99. When did you see this, Brandon? It definitely wasn't in 95, I can tell you that. Uh, pro- I want to say probably in maybe like 97 because I was getting a little more back into the spirit of things. And uh, here's uh, one of the reasons why. Big fan of uh, the bad guy, Razor Ramon. The, the first time I actually saw this show was the night of. And it's interesting how it happened. Uh, you, know, on, you guys probably remember being old enough. When you'd put on a pay-per-view station, you'd get all the audio, but it would all be jumbled up. Yeah. Um, but every once in a while, it would clear up a little bit enough to kind of see what's going on. I did that mostly with porn. But Same. If, but if you were uh, doing that with wrestling pay-per-views <laughs> to each their own. But I actually caught it right at the end of the Royal Rumble match. And, of course, when you only have the audio and you hear... Uh, you know, spoiler, you know, Bulldog's music playing. I was like, ah, oh, Bulldog won! And all of a sudden, like... What happened? What? Because I couldn't watch it. I have a I have a serious question here for you guys. How many times did Razor really wear a vest that said "Bad Guy" on the back? I, I always remember him just saying so Razor. "Razor Ramon." Like this one has "Bad Guy" on the back, which I mean, I guess is a weird thing to point uh, out. But the, that vest is hideous, and and in a <laughs> ring, he's hideous. a Cuban what, man. What? Hold, hold on, on, hold on. In a in a match that consists <laughs> of other people wearing equally hideous outfits, <laughs> polka dots. This it, it's it's appropriate for its time. But in retrospect, um, it makes you feel kind of bad because, like, how how much money did you waste on that to wear it once and never again? I don't know. Ring gear's not I, cheap. I can't see what the hell's on Jarrett's thing. Like, it looks like there's stars and polka dots and then like, it looks like it looks like it looks like n- the Nickelodeon splat logo. <laughs> it's like a fucking cake like. with candles on it. Like, I can't fucking tell. It's his birthday. He's like a, he looks like he can't decide if he wants to be a cow or a fucking sheep. Uh, it's <laughs> white, but then black with spots. And f- I am not particularly fond of Razor wearing all yellow. Those boots came back, and I, I noticed them after we talked about yeah. it. Yeah. One, on other, past one other thing I'm really disappointed in is Jeff Jarrett's in the WWE Hall of Fame, and we still do not have a Mattel action figure. That's interesting. Whether for uh, Slap Nuts or uh, this one, which I would have bought this one, you know, because this was more of an iconic look to me than Slap Nuts fucking Vince Russo creation. 
Maybe they aren't producing it because nobody wants either, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's because GFW's coming back. Oh, God. As we, as we kind of roll in, guys. <laughs> Can we guys, cover that one day? We, maybe. <laughs> as we roll into this match, uh, there was one dark match, which is a very random dark match, but it's uh, returning jobber Buck Quarterman, uh, Quartermain uh, defeating the Brooklyn Brawler. Uh, the crowd must have been really excited to see that one. Did you ever notice that shitty camera cut there and the, 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 the colors are way different? Yeah, they are different. I see that, yes. God dang it, Buggy Beaver, get it the fucking together. What we pay you for? <laughs> Choke slam. There it is. See, it's, it's noticeable now because, like, we talked about it, but now, like, I just, I never noticed it back then. <laughs> Rody with the JJ on his ass. I've never noticed we, that. We before. take for granted how big Scott Hall actually is. I think he's like 6'7 or something like that. But, but still, I think the Choke Slam should be reserved for, like, Guys that are like a foot taller Seven. than their opponents. That's yeah. just that's just the old school in me. I know I mentioned it too, guys. What did you all think of the entrance? The way it's kind of set up for uh, for this rumble. I actually like it. They, I feel like they use it for the ninety six and ninety seven rumbles. I want to say they do. I want to say because like they use it for a few pay per views, but I mean it's it's a really cool like entrance way. They kind of actually use that hexagonal shape for like WrestleMania thirteen with the glass breaking. Oh, they, by the way, <laughs> they're uh, allusion to something that happens later on. Tonight. And then Diesel has the glass break too. People, well, that, I was trying, I was trying, yeah. I was trying to set you up for a little <laughs> bit of mystery, but spoiler <laughs> alert, fucking Big Daddy Cool Man. Now, this is kind of interesting, though. You know, the the Rumble started in, in eighty eight, and this is ninety five. But the Intercontinental Title has only been defended four times. Um, yes. And it's changed hands twice. Uh, 92, uh, Roddy Piper defeated the Mountie in 522 to win his only singles championship in the WWF. Dropped it to bread at WrestleMania Great 8. match. Great match. Mm-hmm. Probably Piper's one of my best. Fa- one of my favorite matches. That's probably Piper's best WrestleMania match. It's, it's, it's his, well, it's probably his best overall match. No, it's I, I can, I can argue that, yeah, absolutely. Um, no, the, 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 the dog collar match is valid. That's time, that's but it's that's, a gimmick match. It's a gimmick match, and it's barely a wrestling match. Two dudes beating the mm-hmm. shit out of each other, which I fucking love, by the way. Uh, Ninety three, Shawn Michaels retained against Marty Jannetty. That was uh, fourteen minutes and twenty seconds. And in nineteen ninety four, Razor Ramon retained against the very sweaty IRS in eleven. I'm, I'm just gonna <laughs> say, if we ever do career retrospectives on this, like. Single episodes, we've got to cover Marty Jannetty. That guy's a fucking shit show. I agree with that. I agree with that. <laughs> Ironically, Marty Jannetty will pop back through here in 95, so we, we will get to Marty. Rockers. <laughs> so there, there was an interesting stat that we've, that we've talked about. <laughs> was it Leaf Cassidy? Yeah. That's that fucking, fucking terrible. Snow. Poor Al Snow. Oh, all paint brushing him there. So uh, something interesting I brought up to us, and we all never realized it, but Razor Ramon... And Scott Hall, as a character, have never competed in a Royal Rumble match. No. Because he's yeah. always been in the Intercontinental title or the WWE title match. And, and think about it. In one regard, that's kind of uh, it's kind of a positive because it means that you were being utilized high up on the card. But at the same time, like it's it's kind of sucks. I don't know. Like Some guys love the Rumble and other guys don't like being no. in the Rumble. And it, I guess it just depends on what number you pick. Like just, If you're coming in like number two and you're supposed to be in there for... An hour, you're probably like, well, fuck, if I'm not winning this, like, I'm getting paid the same as the guys in there for the Bushwhacker, you get in there as a bushwhacker well, yeah, out in 10 the, seconds. It's kind of, it's kind of crazy though, because there were some years that they had the guys that were in singles matches come back for the Rumble. That's true. I mean, and they never <laughs> let Razor in. And, um, this Rumble could have benefited from a little bit of star power. Yeah. Spoiler. Do you mean to tell me King Kong Bundy and Mabel facing off in that Rumble wasn't goddamn electric? <laughs> Crickets. I no. got it. I got it. No, I got it. no, it was not. It was not. 
I was genuinely trying to think about it, and the answer is still no. <laughs> I do not like the blue steps with the burgundy ring apron, though. I'm not a big fan. I of actually that. like the burgundy uh, apron. I, li- I, I like the, the apron. I also like the fucking I, steps. I like I like it because this is one of the last times they use it. Um, yeah. As as somebody who has a design background, uh, graphic design is my you know the trade I actually went to school for. So I have a degree in this. Um, yeah, there's four design principles. Uh, color, repetition, alignment, and proximity. Uh, the acronym being CRAP. Yeah. And I gotta say that this ring looks like CRAP. <laughs> I feel like it would have been better with like silver steps and like silver ring posts. But I'm not, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong there. I, I love the, the classic blue is very WWF. Yeah. But I mean, if you want to differentiate this era from the era that came bef- before it, which, I mean, the later the Attitude Era would successfully do by making everything black and red. But, uh, I don't know, This, uh, the, with the exception of the logo being slightly tilted, which it's not on the screen, but... Because uh, we, we still have the old school, like, 93, 94 WWF logo on yeah. the screen. Which, the new generation's in full effect here. Yeah. yeah. I think they would start marketing that a little bit more, but... I, I will say, though, in this match, I mean, this match... Isn't isn't shit? Like I mean, another podcast called Wrestling Ruin, but this match is actually pretty good. Well, Jeff Jarrett, like people should watch Jarrett in this match. He does a lot of chicken shit heel stuff that is really good. Like the paint brushing earlier, then he gets in the corner and makes fun of him, like stomps his feet, he's calling him a he's, chicken. He's very animated. Like he's he's getting people to not like him. Like now you've got people that want to be like the well, heels. The craziest thing is we've talked about it in past episodes. Jarrett is just all over 95. WWF television. In 95. Um, I know we kind of alluded to Jerry having a, a hand in a little bit of that. Um, there, there's a few things they already mentioned during this match, too, that they, they definitely hyped up, you know, the William Shatner uh, deal that they've been doing. Of course, you see LT in the background as well. Um, they actually mentioned that Diesel hasn't invited him there because they were doing a lot of stuff with the, the NFL, uh, and, and he was invited, Diesel was, to be there. There's so, actually, publicity. There's actually a good point here. If you think about it, Jeff Jarrett has been the center center of a lot of celebrity shit since the Survivor Series '94. He had Chuck Norris mm-hmm. Roundhouse kick him. Like he even calls him out on the Raw before that, saying like, you know, don't get in my way, Chuck Norris, or I'll send you back to Texas or something like that. Like, By the way, let me they interject. trusted him a lot. Let me interject real quick. Um, fuck you, you you <laughs> piece of shit, scrawny dick dickless piece of. I, I can't even. What is the guy's name? Jared Padalecki. You are not Walker, Texas Ranger. You don't do karate. You that's, don't have a mustache. Fuck you. But that's where the Ranger. That's Bra- gonna be. That's Brandon's thoughts on the CW network, fellas. So I mean, that. I'm not as harsh on it. I mean, because we got to give everybody a chance. Um, no. <laughs> Well, guys, he does not have that chin lock in very good. Yeah, it's very loose. As, as he has this, that's why he's getting out of it. Uh, well, he, well, he has this chin lock on. Uh, pronouns, pal. As Jared has uh, Razor Ramon in a chin lock as he's he's escaping from it, and he goes for a hip toss. What do you guys think of a Jeff Jarrett retrospective? Let's do Let's it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Good old Double J began his career working for Jerry Jarrett's Continental Wrestling As- uh, Association. I wonder, wonder how that how that came to be. Thanks, Dad. In the in, in 1986, of course, his grandmother uh, was a promoter as well. Uh, of course, uh, his dad. Everyone knows Jerry Jarrett as well. Of course, he's big there right now in 1995. That's why. Um, Chicken it, sale. It, it, it's kind of bad because you know Jer- Jarrett's in a very prominent spot. But I mean, he rightfully so. He, he's he's oh, great. That's nice. Up there. Messed up with the legs. And the uh, arm. You know, of course, through that he he also worked for the AWA and the CWF. 
1989, his father did purchase the WCCW World Class and merged it with uh, CWA to create the USWA, USWA, which had been used as a um, developmental, pretty much a feeder program for yeah. the WWF uh, for, the for reason quite a few Austin years. Hates Jeff Jarrett. Yes, Un- unofficially <laughs> for WCW, that was kind of a an under the table, almost like the uh, who's who's uh, who can. Um, Who's the mole in ECW that's helping WCW get all the talent before the WWF? Because that shit was going on. Yeah. Oh, oh, buddy. Here we come. Look at this. Look at that <clears throat> sleeper there. The big thing with uh, with Jared as well, he began working house shows in 1992 for the WWF. Uh, he was h- officially hired in 1993 while he was still working for USWA full-time because, of course, he has to uh, have his daddy put him over. Nice swinging neck breaker there. You don't see that a lot anymore. Um, just, a, just a real quick note. At the time we were recording this... They just put some new episodes of Superstars yes. up, and I, I happened to be flipping through and just checking to see what there, you know, what episodes there were. And uh, Jeff Jarrett is very prominently featured on those episodes as well. All over, guys. So even going back to '93, Jeff Jarrett getting a lot of fucking. He uh, cannot time say he was not fucking pushed. Like he cannot oh, yeah. say that. Like yeah, compared to some of these other people, every single episode of Monday Night Raw we've covered, he he's had something on there. Him and Owen were on every episode leading up to this. Like, yes, they were focal points on um, every episode. Like I said, he was working full-time for the USWA. His first title win for the WWF actually took place at this show. Spoiler alert, guys. Jeff walks out with the Intercontinental title. What? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you son of a bitch. This was 26 years ago, guys. <laughs> Holy shit. Like, Got him calm, calm down. Uh, the most interesting fact is, and we've alluded to it as well, is that he walked out of the WWF due to storyline concerns in July of 95, uh, which uh, we talked about the whole fake singer deal with, with the roadie. Um, and you know, Road Dog, you know, Brian Road James Bulldog also also left with Jeff, so it left them in a um, oh, in an awkward situation. That was a weird bulldog. I think I think, I think someone he, was I think out of spot. I think yeah. he stepped forward too far. Yeah, that was weird. I think Rody had to tell him to turn around. Be honest. Uh, of course, though, he did return uh, just a few months later in December to feud with Ahmed Johnson, which that leads to the 96 <laughs> Royal Rumble, where we get a get a match out of that. I love Ahmed Johnson. Uh, speaking of Ahmed Johnson, um, uh, we're friends Ooh. on Facebook right now. <laughs> working on it. Working on it. Tony Norris. <laughs> You're Look going up. down. Sorry. I love his promo from like the Warzone game in 97. It's like, <laughs> it's just it's like, terrible. We can't understand anything the fuck he's saying. <laughs> to be he's fair, that game, is, that game is fucking awful all around. Uh, what? So. You don't oh, want to, you know, you don't want to do a seven move combo to hit a stunner? <laughs> no. And then like, <laughs> someone knocks the fuck out of you? It's like, God, I hope fucking, we cover that It's like day. playing fucking Tekken. Uh, of oh. course, though, guys, he did leave uh, the WWF again, and then they pulled the trigger on Road Dog being the actual singer. Um, they were pretty much like, fuck you at this point. He showed up in WCW <clears throat> in October of 1996, and of course, he is a famed member of the greatest faction in wrestling history. Was he okay. really a member? Um, I'm going to say no, because the storyline... He's an he, honorary he, he was member. an honorary member. Hit the whole the whole point of that was like he was vying for for position. Therefore, there was like this uh, you know Flair wanted him, but Manga was like I don't like this guy. And Arn was on the fence, yeah. and then like yeah. So I, I mean I don't think he was ever officially a horseman. He was just kind of like what do we say uh, an acquaintance or like a ally? Okay, he's as much a horseman as as like uh, what was Barry Windham's brother? Kendall Kendall Windham. Kendall Windham wasn't a uh, a horseman. But there were times where <laughs> he tagged were, with we tagged with him, and he'd throw up the, the four fingers. They're like, not you, Kendall. <laughs> um, I have a bone to pick um, with this. Bait and switch here. 
it's not that they restart the match. This is total babyface, so I give them credit no. because, like, okay, like he's he's calling he's egging him he's on, like, yeah, he's egging yeah. him on. However, <clears throat> the whole story of this match is that he's hurt his leg, mm-hmm. and I know they probably wanted to keep Razor strong and not have him tap out. But if you really want to put fucking the heat on the heat on him, he's got to have him fucking pass out. Yeah, yeah. The, from the pain and, and the, yeah. the figure four. Like, I think that would have been a Boston crab, a single crab, something to do with his leg. That would have been a better finish. I agree with that. Timmy <clears> Wise <throat> trying to talk him out of it. No, Timmy. No, Razor, don't do this. No. This is this right here is why he wanted to kill himself all those years. Get out of my like, way, you fat <laughs> son of a bitch. I'm going to tear, tear this guy apart. <laughs> well, Look at that triple chin. It's not even double. It's just triple. It's like his fucking chin just goes that to his doing nothing chest. for him. <laughs> it just accentuates the triple chin. Going back to going back to Jared's retrospective, guys. Oh, sorry. My bad. <laughs> he, uh, he feuded with Chris Benoit, uh, Dean Malenko, and Mongo McMichael. Yeah, I'm sorry. You mean um, Stevie Richards? Yeah, Stevie Richards, <laughs> yes. In October of 97, he returned to the WWF, cutting a shoot promo on WCW and the WWF uh, as Cornette began to bring in a stable of NWA guys. That goddamn Aztec gear that, that was like weird. Fucking yeah. And that's like a singlet. Baby blue. Baby blue and orange. Like the most memorable run, like feud he had with that was the Undertaker at In Your House, and that's where Austin DX. refused to work with him as well because yeah. of how he was treated for in the USWA. Like he he fights the Undertaker at DX In Your House and pretty much gets squashed. Okay, all right. To to elaborate on the USWA thing about how Austin was <coughs> quote unquote treated, um, supposedly Jeff Jarrett uh, was walking down the hall and he saw Steve Austin holding his check that he had been given for his you know the shows he had just done. And I guess he was staring at it in disbelief, like, well, I expected to get paid more. And Jarrett said something along the lines of, like, you know, no matter how long you stare at it, it's not going to get any bigger. And um, people don't forget. Smart-ass thing to say, but... When your daddy's the damn promoter. But, you know, Austin held a a little bit of a grudge. and uh, Rightfully so, though. I mean, he he thought of all the people who kind of held him down. I mean, same with Hogan. Same shit with Hogan. I mean, he never let that shit go. What you're going to do, brother? Steve-O-Mania is here. Uh, of course, guys, in 98, he teamed with Southern Justice, a.k.a. the Godwins, uh, where, roll up. where he did lose uh, his hair, which is probably one of the biggest things to ever really happen to him at SummerSlam. Uh, he teamed with Owen until his untimely death in 1999. R.I.P. Owen Hart. He was the Intercontinental and European Champion again in, during that time frame, too. Yes. Uh, speaking of him being Intercontinental Champion, he he, had, he actually held a feud with China, uh, where he did help hold up Vince to $200,000 uh, that he said he was pretty much owed, uh, which was all kind of orchestrated by Brandon's favorite person, uh, Vince Russo. Vince Russo. Some, Cl- some classic that, good housekeeping match, by the way. Classic. Some of that has been conflated um, uh, because it's their fault for letting his contract <laughs> run, out, run out. And it's not the first time this has happened. Yeah, Jim so, Ross thought they had a verbal agreement, is what he has said. You know, as the motherfucker had walked out on your company twice. Right, okay, yeah, yeah you, <laughs> you, you don't you don't do that. I mean, it, like, it, I mean, kudos to Vince for getting it in the ring though and getting the advertised match out of it. Yeah, I give it to him on that. Warrior did it to his ass too. So I mean, well, of course, out of all of that happening, he uh, he showed up in WCW, cut a promo on Nitro. I do remember that Nitro happening. He joined uh, NWO two thousand, which. Uh, <laughs> Um, pop, 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 that was a popcorn fart. fart uh, with Russo boosting him to the moon, winning the WCW title four times. And at Bash at the Beach 2000, a VHS tape that Travis owns. You're fucking welcome. I know. Uh, I'm so excited. My uh, my favorite. My I favorite. See my boner. My favorite quote of all time. 
uh, is actually about Jeff Jarrett, where he, he broke a thousand guitars and never drew never a dime. Never drew a dime. You got to do the head. Never the drew a dime. Um, he killed himself. So, uh, <laughs> whoa, whoa. dark. Well, he, he Who's fucking he? did. Who's he? Mr. Graham. Pro, Mr. Pro, Mr. Graham. Right. Mike. Pro, pro, Mr. Graham. Uh, Mike Graham. Uh, of course, you know, he He's was a he, bitch. he was kind of called out um, when when Nitro uh, was bought out, when WCW was bought out. Jarrett was one of the focal points that Vince said he was gone. G, double G, W-O, double N, double E, gone. Um, shortly after that, he started doing the uh, World Wrestling All-Stars, which I was shocked to see those. Uh, we used to get those on pay-per-view every once in a while, and uh, I, we ordered like two, and we're like, I think I'm done, because uh, it wasn't that great. It was just WCW. In but, Australia. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Literally. They went on a couple tours. Oh, here's um, the figure four he should have passed out, too. Yes. Which then became, basically morphed into what Impact became, became in uh, or TNA in 2002. Of course, he formed Global Force Wrestling, teaming with TNA New Japan. Uh, he was also a member of the Bullet Club. You know what the best thing he did in TNA was? Karen Jarrett. That does happen. I, I think for once, you and I are on the on the he same also, wavelength. He also had a reign of terror for the NWA title. He was God. he was the Triple H of two thousand two in um I, in TNA. TNA um, God. I want to give Jeff Jarrett one big piece of credit that I, I think that he's been incredibly overlooked with, and um, I can tell you this story uh, when Eddie lived two doors down from the Black Lodge where we're recording right now. I had the flu. I was fucking sick. But there was this big deal that like Global Force Wrestling was going to put on their very first pay-per-view, when, which in reality was just Wrestle, Wrestle Kingdom. Kingdom. And, um, you know, I'm like, yeah, all right, I, I don't really want to get anybody sick, but I, I'd gotten past the point of like it being like contagious, contagious or whatever. Eddie invites me over. He's like, yeah, I'm going to check this out. And it changed our world um i had never heard of a, this little uh guy you may be familiar with named shinsuke nakamura i became an instant fan we we watched that match and i was like dude this match is fucking awesome and it was of course it was kota ibushi versus nakamura for the uh, iwgp intercontinental title fantastic match yeah. and all and honestly um kind of ties in with ngw jeff jarrett actually did um, some ad spots for us and we had a representative at our show to help put over the pay-per-view um, so with that, it, it, it enticed me to watch this, and I became fans of, of wrestling I didn't normally watch. So, uh, of course, like, you know, he co-promoted the Wrestle Kingdom Nine pay-per-view as Global Force. And I mean, I don't think people understand how important it was in getting New Japan over in America by having an easy access to it. Because ever since then, that's been the the <clears throat> darling of the internet wrestling community, for better or for worse. Yeah. I'll give him credit too. Like when he gets like. Like what happened in WWE, where they said he was never coming back. He created his own wrestling promotion. He put a nose to the grindstone, gave a lot of guys jobs yeah. that wouldn't have had jobs anymore. I mean, and look, Impact's still going on today, and that wouldn't have been possible without him. Uh, let's not let's not put that awfulness on him because <laughs> Impact is, despite having a, a terrific roster in most cases, is an unwatchable. But, but I will program. say most of his business dealings end terribly. Oh yeah, uh, look when he got back with TNA. Yeah, and that's and what I was like, going to say. Oh. He, he returned to AAA and Impact uh, throughout. Um, of course, he battled alcohol addiction. There's, you know, there's that viral video of him like throwing <laughs> fucking burritos at fans at AAA. And, I, 
listen, I think it was Triple Mania. Listen, th- that may be considered racist, but I will always pop for somebody doing something fucking horrible <laughs> to another race in in terms of wrestling. <laughs> Jericho kicking the Brazilian flag, um, fucking uh, JBL, JBL doing goose stepping in, in Germany. That's just it's, classic it's hill, heel heat. It's hill stuff. Like right. I mean, that's classic. As stuff. we're getting to the end of this, the finish is coming up here. Uh, of course, he married Kurt Angle's ex-wife, Karen Angle, which caused some, some shit, which kind of made some rifts where he, you know, in impact. They had, uh, was then, weird. And then, of course, you know, he was inducted to the WWE, uh, WWE Hall of Here's Fame in 2018. Here's my biggest problem right here with this. He's not selling the knee, not selling the knee, and then, like, he crappily, crappily gives The up. adrenaline wore off, Travis. Like, it crappily gives out on him. Sorry, is, but that, that, that was a shit way to fall down. I think that was a weak finish. Uh, otherwise, it was it was a very solid match. Because when he picks him up, solid ground. No, not even like oh my knees trembling. No, and he's like oh. Just, uh. If he if he had struggled a couple the times, the wore off. It's a soma's <laughs> wore off. That's probably true. He probably was actually hurting, but he couldn't feel it. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, solid match though. I mean, I know, I know we talked over, it, but it was it was a gr- it was a good match once again. Razor, you know, definitely the Bret Hart of the Intercontinental of the mid card. Um, I, w- I would say that easily. Big thing I noticed watching this match is, you know, even without us doing the commentary, Razor was super over the entire match. Uh, it's it's crazy that, you know, they didn't kind of elevate him to the next level after this. That, that's a good point. Um, in terms of guys that should have gotten to the next level. The guy right there laying on the match should have got it. I, I, I know the guy had demons, and if he had stayed and not gone to WCW, very possible he couldn't. Have, he could have gotten a run, whether it would have been a short run or I watched this long term. I was like, oh no, oh, sure. this turn. It's adrenaline wore off, Travis. A big thing we noticed too, guys, and we we constantly say this, but Jarrett just continues to be super prominent in '95. Yeah. Well, we'll we're gonna see uh, all this play out here on Wrestling Ruined. What do you think of this match, all in all? I mean, besides the finish, like. Jarrett having the heel heat and the weight, the things he did in the match. I mean, the match was really good. The ending was kind of weak. I mean, I get the, get the ending, but I, Brandon's ending of where he would have passed out in the figure four, even with maybe the roadie holding Jarrett's hands to apply more oh. pressure, would have been better. God, Stephanie Wine's so hot. Look at those lips. <laughs> <laughs> Look at those earrings. She's waiting for uh, for Jarrett to get back out back there to cut a promo. But, but, but so she seriously, throws it though, to this beautiful gentleman. That oh. match was, was good. Okay, so... Or I have been incredibly hard on Todd Pettengill. I have to say, not that this is a good use of him, but this is a more better. this is a better Condensed. use of, of him. It's it's a lot shorter, and I don't care if you are a normal human being. It's a shitty Lex Luger shirt, by the way. Oh, all these guys gave her presents. That's the, like the story they're telling here. But Luger just goes to the merch stand and like picks up his own. Hey, buddy, shirt. need an extra large. <laughs> I'm gonna sleep in it. Damn right, I'm right next to her all the time. Oh, that was the roses that talk on and gave her. God, look at his fucking double chin. He makes me sick. Look at his mullet. Is <laughs> it looks like he's wearing like a wig? Is he wearing his wedding ring while he's doing this though? No, not just I mean, right hand. No, no, no. Like, if you look pop. at his left hand, like, you can see it. Uh, right. No, it's a blow pop. He's not talking about that. <laughs> so, Stephanie, so, Stephanie Wine gets Jeff Jarrett's name right here. She says, standing here with, uh, I'm standing here with the new Intercontinental Champion, Razor Ramon. I mean, Jeff Jarrett. It's the, like, she immediately is like, oh, fuck. I fucked up really bad. She has her wedding ring on. Sorry, Brandon. Oh, I'm, I'm good. 
Don't you lie? Her gummy <laughs> horse mouth. You know you uh, beat off me. She's, she's a dime. She's a dime store. Gina Davis. <laughs> he beat off to actions on just because of her. Rightfully so. Understand what I do in my spare time is none of your fucking business. <laughs> God, Jerry Lawler's hair hasn't changed. In I want to speak about something. I know we just, we just saw. Uh, we did just see. Look at Vince's bow tie. It's like zebra. Stripes. It is. That is weird. We just saw uh, Pamela Anderson. Uh, of course, you know she was a huge star in '95 with the success of Baywatch and becoming an even bigger star with her sex tape with Tommy Lee. <laughs> Have inter- you gentlemen gotta, seen? Got to interject right quick. There was the star of the second anniversary of the. Uh, Raw episode we watched with uh, the tuxedo match. Howard Finkel was in the background. Oh, there, fuck you. Have you seen Pamela's sex tape? Before I get to the sex tape talk, um, number, number one, Travis, um, <laughs> why? Why you, gotta, why you gotta dredge up horrible, horrible memories? And, and two, yes. Um, I, I, my friend, my high, like uh, childhood friend, Adam Helton, shout out. Um, his mom, for whatever reason, would just do pretty much like whatever... Uh, he asked her too. He's like, "Hey, mom, will you rent me the the Tommy Lee and Pamela Anderson porn?" And she fucking did. <laughs> and I'm like, "Dude, I'm coming over this weekend." <laughs> yeah, but you weren't coming over. I'll, uh, no. So you're saying you watch porn with your best dude friend? Yep. Yeah. Been there. Got, got it. Been I there. Understand. Me and Eddie done that a lot. Dutch rudded each other. That's fine. <laughs> Dude, shut up. <laughs> Your girlfriend's going to hear oh this. Oh, my God. Oh, there's a tax cheat. Oh, my God. Why same, is same he promo. so fucking sweaty <laughs> already? I have in my notes. How he's is IRS taxes, already sweaty? He's been, he's been crunching taxes, dude. It's tax season. It's January 22nd at this time. God, he's just, he's been doing work. I mean, that's why he's here, but like he's cut the same tax promo for fucking four years at this point. Then he come in like at the end of 91. Yeah, because he, he teamed with with uh, as Money Inc. with Million Dollar Man 92. at 92 at the SummerSlam 92 against the Road Warriors. Yeah, uh, they were the tag champs and all yeah, that Yeah, and then stuff. he immediately, uh, Razor worked uh, in 93, he worked Million Dollar Man at SummerSlam, and then he worked IRS <laughs> at the Rumble in 94. Yep, yep. So honestly, Razor Ramon's a precursor to Undertaker I, being feuding with the I'm gonna, million dollar corporation. I'm going to say this too: uh, I never get tired of watching the Undertaker's entrances from like the '90s, just with that cross in the background and this Dude, slow walk. And he's so fucking over. I like, mean, he can take his time, and I'm okay with Taker taking his time because it works for his gimmick. And, I, and it's it's a complete fresh of breath, like breath of fresh air. Excuse me, fresh of breath. I'm drinking. So don't mind me. <laughs> That's going to be a shirt soon. A breath of fresh air compared to the likes of Mantar I really, that we've already been watching. I really watching. think we should have a shirt with a kernel of popcorn and just a fart coming out the back. <laughs> and that would be really Done. good. <laughs> well, while we're, we're waiting for this match to, to take ever so long to start, Ooh. we, we kind of want to break down the the roster that we have going from, you know, 10 years ago in 1985 yeah. to January of 1995. Now, before I read the 1985 roster, I would like Travis to read our current roster because I think the, uh, save the best for last. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sorry. This is going to be way better. Okay. Starting out here in uh, 1995, <clears throat> we have Adam Baum, Ahmed Johnson, Alundra Blaze, fucking Avatar, Bam Bam Bigelow, <laughs> Billy Gunn, Bob Backlund, Bob Sparkplug Holly, Brett the Hitman Hart, Bull Nakato, God, I bet Brandon will like to get in her pants, uh, <laughs> Bushwhacker Butch, Chris Candido, Crush, Davy Boy Smith, Diesel, Doink the Clown, 
Doc Hendricks. Handsome Doc Hendricks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, freaking Dr. Isaac Yankum. Dwayne Gill. Dutch Mantel. The Black Phantom. We'll talk about him soon. Who is uh, Gangrel? Uh, G- Gold Dust. Gorilla Monsoon's on the roster there. You got Head Shrinker Sioni with a picture of him as the Barbarian here. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even bother to change the gimmick on the roster. It didn't today. last too long. But Howard Finkel, star of the uh, second anniversary of Raw. As Harvey, Wilp- <laughs> Harvey Wilpenman's not listed. This is bullshit. <laughs> Hunter Hearst Helmsley. <laughs> IRS with some goofy-ass picture. Jeff Hardy here hanging around as a jobber. Jeff Jarrett, Jerry Lawler, Jim Cornette, Jim Ross, Just Incredible, or as we called him back then, Aldo Montoya with the fucking jack The Portuguese Man of War. Comma, King Kong Bundy, Lex Luger, Lou Albano, Mabel, Matt Hardy, or HIV. <laughs> had a lot of people respond to that, by the way. They thought it was hilarious. Mr. Fuji's out there uh, managing Yokozuna. Mr. Perfect, he's back as a commentator at this time. Nikolai Volkov, Owen Hart, Pat Patterson's in the back, Paul Bearer, Pierre, coming back as the pirate here soon. Gar. <laughs> Razor Ramon, uh, Fatu, God, I cannot wait to cover Make a Difference Fatu with his multicolored puke jacket. <laughs> Roddy Piper comes back here soon to be the referee. You got Very Sadio soon. Vega or Quang. As, as Eddie says, <laughs> Scott Taylor, the HB kid himself, Shawn Michaels, Tatanka, <laughs> Buffalo, Ted DiBiase, the one, two, three kid. It's funny because I got Barbarian on here too. <laughs> Ed Stringer <laughs> Is it? <laughs> Racist. Uh, two gimmicks, one year. Uh, the Brooklyn Brawler, the Roadie, the Undertaker. Vince McMahon's out there commentating, and then the mighty Yokozuna, looking like a freaking stud there on that picture. I realize they forgot Duke the Dumpster Drossy. Duke the Dumpster Drossy's not on there, but who wants to remember that piece of shit? <laughs> well, there's nobody. We'll, we'll, leave, we'll leave it up open for a discussion of uh, a, oh. a couple of things oh, no. to be fall between the cracks. But our 1985 roster, this is pretty eye-opening. Uh, you got to think, 84, like, the WWF is firing on all cylinders. But 85, this is the year of WrestleMania. So we're a couple months out from the the shifting point of the entire business uh, we call professional wrestling, which became sports entertainment under the banner of the World Wrestling Federation. In 1985, we have AFA, Andre the Giant, B, Bri- uh, Brian Blair. Uh, who, Easy for you, though. Who, uh, yes, I know, right? Uh, of the Killer Bees, uh, who, according to the Iron Sheik, is a piece of shit. Does he have his mask on in that picture? He, he, do- he does. <laughs> he does. <laughs> I love mask Killer Bees. Uh, of the UX, uh, U.S. Express, we have Barry Windham, Big John Studd, Black Jack Mulligan, Bob Cowboy Orton, Bobby the Brain Heenan, Brett Hart, almost Cowboy Brett Hart. Almost. Oh, fuck yeah, Cowboy Brett Bruno San Martino in a very <laughs> limited capacity. Brutus Beefcake, uh, pre-butcher. Chief J. Strongbow, who every person I've ever heard do a uh, shoot interview has nothing nice to say about. Evidently, he was a real piece of shit. Davy Boy Smith of the British Bulldogs. Still hanging around. Don The Rock, Morocco. Dynamite Kid, who uh, broke a little girl's legs one time. (laughs) Freddie Blassie. (laughs) Fuck you, Dynamite. (laughs) Can't just gloss over that. Sure we can. He's dead. Go on. <laughs> Fuck. Um, uh, mean Gene Okerlund, George Steele, the animal, 
Gerald Briscoe. Which I've also heard is a huge piece of shit. Uh, he was an Ed Wood. He gets a pass. Oh, fuck him. He's a piece of shit. If Dynamite Kid had been an Ed Wood, I'd give him a pass, but he wasn't. <laughs> Gorilla Monsoon. Uh, the Great Gamma, who I have no idea who he is, but he's got a turban on his head, so he's probably a... A heel? A heel, yes. <laughs> Racist. Uh, I was going to say a uh, horrible stereotype, but yes, in, in wrestling terms, a heel. Uh, Greg the Hammer Valentine, big, big fan of every 19, early, late 80s, early 90s uh, gym teacher I ever had, <laughs> Greg the Hammer Valentine. Uh, Hillbilly Jim, uh, who's still doing his Hall of Fame speech. Howard Finkel, the star, as Travis has so elaborately told us over and over again, the star of episode two of of, uh, Wrestling Ruined podcast. He's a goddamn main eventer. We have the immortal Hulk Hogan, who is about to uh, go into WrestleMania with uh, a very, very popular Mr. T. Uh, We have Ivan Putzky, Jack Briscoe, Jesse the Body Ventura, Jim Brunzel, the better... Debatable. Two. No, there is no debate. Jim Brunzel. Jumping Jim, Jim Brunzel. He's a good man, according to the Iron Sheik. Jim the Anvil Nightheart. Jimmy Hart, Mouth of South. Jimmy Snooker, who uh, is a murderer. Johnny Rods, who trained... The Dudleys. Uh, well, quite a few people. WWE Hall of Fame. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Valiant, who I just saw on the AWA Team Challenge series. God, um, I can't wait to cover that, too. Yes. Um, it's as good and bad as you possibly could imagine. <laughs> Uh, Junkyard Dog, huge star. King Kong Bundy, who shows up yet again in 1995. Not much has changed. Uh, King Tonga, the uh, aforementioned Ming. Uh, or uh, Haku, Haku, as he's known in the WWF. Linda McMahon behind the scenes. Lord Alfred Hayes. Captain Lou Albano. Mad Dog Vachon, love that guy. Mike Rotundo of the U.S. Uh, Express. Express. So, damn right. Former tag champion. Former tag champion. So we've got <clears throat> ten years removed. We've got two... Two guys still going strong, uh, deba- debatably. Mill Masteris, uh, you know, big, the bigger like uh, the New York shows, he oh, yeah. show up. Uh, Miss Elizabeth, Mr. Fuji, Nikolai Volkoff, Pat Patterson, Paul, Mr. Wonderful, Orndorff, Paul Roma, who despite it's what Travis will tell you, is not my favorite horseman. <laughs> Pedro Morales, Macho Man, Randy Savage, Ricky Steamboat, Rocky Johnson, Rowdy Roddy Piper, S.D. Jones, Sergeant Slaughter, Sika, Steve Lombardi, who became the Brooklyn Brawler, Terry Funk, The Fabulous Moo, The Iron Sheik, Tito Santana, Tony Atlas, Vince McMahon, and Wendy Richter. That's our 1985 roster. I forgot to mention in the 95 roster, how could you forget Dink? (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm sorry. Guys, as we see the... uh, the the Corporation Druids. Uh, any guesses on who the Druids are? Uh, I know. Gigolo Jimmy Del Rey's one. Can you tell by his boots here in just a second? And uh, one, the other, the other one is one of the uh, Blue Brothers. You can tell by the, his boots as well. Jacob and/or Eli. I bet if you had pulled his sleeve up, you could tell by his swastika. Do you, I'll say. Do you think that this was the norm uh, wearing hoods for the Blues Brothers? Oh, they're normally not black hoods. <laughs> ah, they're the red or white. <laughs> sorry, sorry guys. Allegedly, I'm gonna I want to say one thing about the Undertaker here. Look, like through the years, his just his tattoos have changed so much. Like, oh yeah, like I remember when he first started none, and then like every year <clears throat> he had like that. He had like that one like Grim more, Reaper more, on Reaper his, on his form. Yeah. yeah, I will God, say, uh, ca- kind of building up to what happened with Undertaker and kind of going into this feud. Of course, and at the Royal Rumble in 1994, he ascended to heaven as he lost to uh, Yokozuna in a <sighs> casket match. 
I'm glad we're not covering that. <laughs> I love that match. He now is working IRS. Uh, you know, Mike Rotunda was a solid mid-carder, but he, this does feel kind of beneath The His Undertaker. His fucking charisma is, like, next to fucking none. Listen, like, Mike he deserved to be a goddamn accountant. Mike Rotunda was a great... He In a lot of ways, when he was in NWA... He was kind of their Jake Roberts. Yeah. He, he was the guy that you worked with to get you ready for Flair, whereas Jake Roberts was the guy you worked with to get re- you ready for Hogan. Yeah, he's a good hand. And um, Oof, you got to give right credit where credit's due because Mike Rotunda, when he was television champion, he put Sting over really, really <clears> big. And that was sort of like Sting's launching point, you know, going forward because after that, he. Face, uh, face Flair at the uh, Clash. Clash of Champions, and then Great American Bash nineteen ninety. He would be coronated as uh, you know their their franchise player. So Mike Rotunda played a big role in that. And but IRS was a gimmick that was DOA uh, kind of bound to fail. And it's unfortunate that this is the the one that he's going to be forever remembered for. I think oh. he'll I think he'll be remembered more so for being the father of Bray Wyatt and Bo Dallas, but um, gimmick-wise, absolutely. I don't think anybody remembers VK Wall Street or Michael Wall Street or Captain Mike Rotunda. They they might remember <laughs> Varsity they, Club. They might remember Varsity Club, I mean, just because of the guys in that you know, that was a, it was a well-told well, story. Um, well, no one's going to remember the U.S. Express either. No, they're, they're tag, tag champs. champs. Yeah. But, like, after they lose the belts at WrestleMania 1, uh, which one does it takes off? Rotunda takes off, doesn't he? And then Barry Windham's left to kind of reform the team with another another person. Well, he, and any time he, he and calls even, him, And even that, like, after a while, he's, he's hitting back. Yeah. I believe so. it was actually Dan Spivey. Because if you call it the new U.S. Express, anytime WWE puts new on something, it's fucking terrible. Look, the new generation was fucking <laughs> terrible. And, and here you are jerking it off on how much you fucking love it. Fucking comma and, and Mabel at every turn. I, I, I can't wait your fucking mind. Look, it's Mabel's white brother on the front row. <laughs> it's a big boy. The thing, the thing, you know, that that kind of started off because a lot of the guys that were in the or that are in the Million Dollar Corporation were a part of putting Taker uh, in the casket at, at the Royal Rumble ninety at ninety four. Um, of course, Taker returned uh, at SummerSlam '94 after million dollar million dollar man bringing in the Undertaker, who was Brian Lee. Well, if you think about it, Brian it, Lee. it goes all the way back even further because Ted DiBiase is technically the one that brought the Undertaker in. At Survivor, yeah, Survivor absolutely. Series 1990. So he's yes. been fighting the million dollar corporation since 1990. That's I don't well, get well, no, he wouldn't. He, he, he wouldn't be fighting. <laughs> no, he was. He was a member. Technically, he was a member. Yeah. Oh Jesus! Can we, can we talk about how many no. made inventors? No, not yet. <laughs> we'll get there when Mania gets around. Uh, it's going to disappoint all of you. Uh, of course, guys. We talked about Jeff Jarrett having his run in with uh, Walker, Texas Ranger Chuck Norris. <laughs> At the uh, at Survivor Series '94, he he had a return casket match with Yoko. Which, as a kid, I never realized they started the year off at a casket match and they ended it in a casket match to get Yoko off TV to lose a little bit of weight. And uh, you haven't seen Yoko since. That's why. Well, uh, that's because he's dead. Not at this point. <laughs> and that's what got us to here, guys. <laughs> you said since. <laughs> I mean, we saw that we're not well, in we're, 11. we're not in 1995, Travis. In 2021, have you seen tw- Yoko's in? No, that's just the year 2000. They'd probably be waddling. would not be walking. My biggest question, though, to you, my biggest question to you guys is, you know, we're seeing all this, and you know, we got to look at Undertaker's track record the last couple years leading up to this. I mean, he just shit program, shit program, shit program. Oh, well, how did he survive these? Okay, but before we get into that. They only, they almost exclusively programmed The Undertaker with guys who could not work, 
who were of some sort of gimmick. Gimmick. Like, well, I was going to say larger than life gimmick. Some some form of ethnic persuasion. Yeah, well, Yokozuna could work. This is impressive. Oh, no, Yoko, and, and he but specifically asked look at this. to work look how, with Yokozuna. Look how impressive this is. But Giant Gonzalez was terrible. Like I like how he no sells it. It's like, oh, I'm going to stand here with my hands crossed again. I'm a druid. <laughs> he but, just hit him with the right off. Do you think his character was just strong enough that no matter what you put in front of it, uh, people just gravitated towards it and he could get past it? I, yeah. The the Undertaker was in a position. He was unthug withable as far as his gimmick at this point. It had been he was established enough to where the the, the gimmick was interesting enough to carry him through good Shit, and bad times and. You really start seeing uh, a little later than this, but in matches that he would have against Brett and, and guys yeah. that could work, Sean, like you saw, like wow, this guy's actually a really good performer, and you only get glimpses of that because he was working with guys that were really limited, and and that's kind of a shame that if you're going to put him in a match with Mike Rotunda, like Mike Rotunda should be fucking bouncing off the fucking oh, yeah. ropes and busting his ass here for him. Is he didn't even beat him with the two? No, he beat him with the choke slam. Which, that's supposed to be oh. your move. Oh, no. But see, like, if you really think back, like, on his WrestleMania matches, probably, to this point, his best Mania match was with Jake. WrestleMania 8? Yeah. The, the big thing I, I took away from this match is, I mean, if you... I know we were doing some you know, different commentary over this. This match was so fucking boring. It took everything in my power to not look down at my phone and do something else. Hey, listen, I, I want to shit all over... The, the whole him going to heaven it's at SummerSlam and, and 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 all that. But given from just a technical standpoint, I would rather I would rather see him work Yokozuna like a thousand times over because it, at least Yoko would well, fuck, at least bounce his that, ass off it for progressed him. his gimmick. Like there was a reason for it. Like he didn't just come back as Greg Love Undertaker and yeah, act like it never happened. They, 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 they reinvented himself to give himself an, it was a fresh oh no a fresh paint of Do you guys think you know like I said this match was just so fucking boring? Do you think it would have been more beneficial to put Undertaker and IRS in the Rumble to give it more star power? Star I power? honestly think so. Yes, and then you have King Kong Bunny and everybody team up to eliminate him. The, the, yeah, the the only problem with putting a guy like the Undertaker in the Rumble is that God, that a quick you, slam. you have to have one of those like gang up <laughs> moments to get him out because. Yeah. And we have you well, stand toe to toe with the Undertaker. Like if you have, but it would make sense with his feud with the corporation for the corporation to team up and throw him out. I agree, but the corporation sucks, and no one wanted to see that. There's, well, there's just a no win scenario. You mean right here? You don't want to see this match? To me, it just would have added more value because when we start breaking down the Rumble, there's not a whole lot of star power in that match. Uh, the Undertaker's got. Of be course, thinking, guys, this is starting to plant the seeds for what wife. we're <laughs> what we're going to get at WrestleMania 11. Um, I put uh, in my notes. I put sad face. I wrote that out. Um, <laughs> oh, 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 oh shit! You done fucked up. Down. You know. Off the top of the lid off that thing. I, I will say I screwed up last time and said it was Kama that stole the urn of this pay-per-view. I was wrong. That's at WrestleMania. Uh, I like how IRS is celebrating now. He lost a match, but he stole the urn, so it's fucking cool. Fair, he walked away with gold, Travis. No. Fair enough point here, guys. Do you think King Kong Bunny makes more sense being in the Dungeon of Doom than the Million Dollar Corporation? Yes. 
Yes, I totally agree. I, I mean, I, it's God. actually surprising. Like, how did he, he not end so up in WCW? Terrible. I wonder if that was one of the reasons Vince tried try to snag him up and make him a why? big deal. So why why waste your money on Bundy? But yeah, there's a lot of weird shit going on in 95. This, that would not surprise me. Look at his bit. neck roll. I could fucking put quarters in there. <laughs> what about his eyebrows, Travis? <laughs> like, that's the whole thing that killed the gimmick is his fucking eyebrows. If he shaved those off... He'd have made a vent at WrestleMania. His lack of wrestling skills is <laughs> wrestled, not anything uh, about it. WrestleMania too. Listen, I, I don't I don't want to say that things could have been worse, <laughs> but a a King Kong Bundy diesel uh main oh, event at WrestleMania that eleven. On Raw we're gonna cover here soon. It won't but, it, but we're talking about WrestleMania. Thank thank you. I mean to WrestleMania God eleven is happen. in my mind, probably top three worst WrestleMania of all time. I, I would it's there's always the debate like which one is worse nine or eleven and um, spoiler alert it's number it's number two <laughs> two two's pretty bad two is pretty in, bad in, but in there's respect. there's star power at the at very least, you, least at least on you got two. savage like WrestleMania nine I, the Steiners were at least on that one had a good match with the head shrinkers Brett's match with Yoko was pretty good up to a point uh, or Yoko HBK went to go home yeah HBK HP Kid and Tatanka did pretty good into the stupid countout. Yeah, they had a name team, a good match on WrestleMania 11. The main event, and that no, you're talking about uh, Bam Bam and LT. Not the real main it's, event. It's, oh. it's it's fucking surprising, but mm. it is a more than competent match. Oh, here oh, we have yeah. it earlier tonight. My, my favorite quote from this is: He's talking to me. He goes, "Please, Todd, not now." He was joking <laughs> around on the action zone, but shit just got serious. Well, he's about to go into a battle. God, is he wearing a Jesus cross like Hogan? Will they tell him to put that on to you? Yeah, because he's a baby face, so he's got to love Jesus. Todd, please, it's not the time. <laughs> not time, Todd. He's like, okay. Now, Brett, of course, Brett is saying this is this is business and this is war. I always wanted a Hitman Hockey Club shirt. Pretty and cool. I didn't care much about it. Their jerseys are pretty fucking cool, too. Remember when I went through all those pictures I found of Bret Hart and how shitty all of them were except for like two? I will tell you another thing. <laughs> you know how I know Brett's more serious about this match than Diesel? Because he's putting his fucking wrist tape on why he's got his tights on. Diesel's wearing fucking jeans. He didn't even care. He's like, I'm going to wear my jeans until do I get go Do you think there was ever a match that Diesel actually cared about? This mm, one? Probably the ones with Sean. I'd say the one with Brett as well. I think the one with Taker he probably cared about. WCW, he didn't give a fuck. I think I... I don't fuck know. you, I, just, I always got the impression that, like, he's like, how many zeros are at the end of, the, of this check? Um, I mean, a lot of people... We're we're kind of assholes. what ifs, what no, ifs, what ifs. I love this promo. We're we're kind of assholes because this is a fucking business, and they are in it to make money. I know a lot of people are in it just to make money, but that's the whole fucking kind of end game with all of it is to make money. So and, I mean, you can't chastise yeah, the guy. Right. Well, Brett putting up those hill bobs and, here. And here and here's here's why I'm going to counter that. The era that we're moving into of guaranteed contracts just makes the apath- apathy of guys like Kevin Nash. It hurts the business because they're gonna get paid regardless, regardless of, the match. of what how good the match is, what what they draw, and yeah, it sucked when you know you go out and you put your fucking heart out on the line and you draw like you know under what you were expecting and you don't get paid back as much. But at the long term, if you go out there and you put on a fucking show. Like more than likely, people are going to pick up on it, and you're going to draw down the line. Um, I there's only a handful of Kevin Nash matches that I can say like, "Wow, I, I feel like that he he was invested." In not it. not to interrupt like there, but like if you're listening to the show here, like Jerry Lawler actually put a did a really good promo about what it means to be in a championship match. Like he puts over the pressure of a title match and how 
it's going to affect both men. Like, I mean, and that's like a non-heel thing for him to do, but he literally puts over how big and important well, this match do is. You, do you know why uh, a heel and a baby face would both give the same <clears throat> promo regarding the importance of a title? Because the title should be important. Because the title, exactly, the title yeah. should be important. And but like, he didn't cut Brett down during it, or he didn't cut Diesel down during the thing. You know, no, I mean, he easily could have yeah. done that, yeah. but if you want the title to feel important. He didn't make it about himself. This yeah. is also the seeds of 97 Brett yeah. in this match. Yeah. Uh, I know we joked around, you know, in the first couple episodes of this podcast about how, you know, this match is like a 40-minute match. It, it, it's a legit a 27-minute long match. I think by the end of this, they probably could have trimmed off five minutes of this match at least. God, the interference is done without all that shit. Five minutes, and this match could have been really, really Who good. Who wants that Bret Hart charm like around his neck there? That's actually pretty cool. I don't ever remember him giving that out a lot. Seriously, as a kid, I dreamed of this moment happening. Of you getting Brett's glasses? Yes, yeah. I did. Look at that guy. Look at that mullet. It looks like it's got Dave Schwab. Well, see, that, I don't remember <laughs> this pendant being a thing. Like really being a thing, but like he totally cool totally knows all that uh, that gentleman in the front there. You see him a lot. I can't believe that something would have happened in the worst year of wrestling, and you would forget about it, dude. <laughs> who doesn't want a Bret Hart charm around their necks? You tell I, me. I don't know. You should you should uh, tweet uh, at WWE. Where's the Bret Hart charms? I, uh, I, mean, I mean, you I you'll, you'll kind of you can't hear it, you know with us talking right now, of course, but the crowd is just Bret is over. He's so fucking over. He does get some booze here in this match, though. With the later on, he starts yes, doing. of course. Yeah. Well, that's by design, yeah, uh, because Brett works a more of a heel style in this match. The stubble beard made him be yes. aggressive. Diesel power. I want. I'm going to put over one positive thing about Diesel, and this is this is a small thing, but oh my man, god, he's giving compliments. This to right here, hill. bam, that is badass. fucking cool. Like if you want. If if they were presenting him as like the, a conquering babyface, but with an edge, maybe we would be thinking about Diesel differently in 2021 than we were in 1995. Because yeah, so like, that entrance—that's a badass dude entrance. That's not oh, I'm the smiling babyface. And, and that's and that's kind of something they run into with Brett. They they keep trying to make Brett that person. They're trying to make him the hard ass. It really should have been the other way around because he was already heel anyway. He should have been more of a just a direct tweener instead of trying to make. Diesel him a, didn't wear that vest there much either. Yeah, it looks like the uh, Christmas tree the, tinsel. And oh, that's, is it Jeff Jarrett's glasses? It's, it, it's a fucking trend that uh, we can't get away from. We're in January, oh, but here, everybody's still dressed for Christmas. Set up with LT right here. Yeah, I actually have in my notes to you guys here that um, how badass is Brett's gear? Diesel's tinsel gear. Um, yeah, LT is a big uh, Ninja Turtles two fan. That's that's, that's why. <laughs> Dude, did you know they're releasing the Ninja Turtles LP on neon green vinyl? That's pretty cool. I actually kind of want to buy it. It's got I, ice baby on. Uh, I mean, no, it's got ninja, ninja wrap. wrap. Sorry, buy vanilla. Ice. No, it's not. It's not. You know all about that, dude. Remember when your when your mom and your dad got you that tape? Yeah. Oh um, yeah. yeah. Let me step over mom, this rope. Mom, if you ever hear this, on. I know you won't. Um, fuck you. <laughs> I'm very. So I I brought up an interesting point when I first watched this with you oh, know, delayed sparklers here. By, there it goes. There it goes. By myself, uh, and then Good I messaged you guys. How many Triple Crown champions had there been pre- previous to these two men? And there was one other person. Pedro, Pedro Morales. And yeah. I, I think I'm the one that brought you did. that up. And I didn't think I about am it. a loser, but I know my <laughs> shit. Cheers, my friend. I raised my glass to you. Goddamn. But it is an interesting fact that, you know, 
there's only been three people in the company, and two of the three are in this match right now at this time that were Triple Crown champions, meaning guys that they've won the uh, WWF Championship, the Intercontinental Championship, and also the Tag Team Championship. Well, that was the only titles they really had all the time. Well, and then when they would introduce the Euro- European Championship, then you had, I think, Sean, Sean was the first Grand Slam yes. champion. Yeah, when he beats Davy Boy in front of his dying sister in the UK what in a, a shit move. What a prick. <laughs> shit move. Brandon, um, talk about some of the past Rumble title matches. I, I like the show of respect here, like at the beginning. It's like, okay, we're going to beat each other's ass. Let's do it. Brett's gear is badass, but I love the skulls on the side. He didn't wear that a whole lot. Yeah, I, I also enjoy it. Uh, to this point, the WWF title had been defended four times at the Royal Rumble and had changed hands twice. Uh, previous championship matches at the Rumble. 1991, Sergeant Slaughter defeated the Ultimate Warrior for the So it in! Yes, by interference from <laughs> the local. Macho King. Andy <laughs> Savage. Jinx In 1992, uh, Ric Flair won the vacant uh, WWF Championship in the Royal Rumble match. With, with a tear in, in his eye. <laughs> Very correct. <laughs> I need a cigarette. <laughs> Put that cigarette out. <laughs> One hour... Two minutes and two seconds. In 1993, Brett retained against Razor Ramon. Supposed to be the warrior. Yes, and uh, that's a, it's a pretty good match. Um, you, you see uh, Razor kind of put into the, the main event for the first time, and that was uh, Brett's like first real high-profile championship defense, I and guess. And their storyline yep. leading up to that was actually really good because Razor beats down Owen and all this other stuff, and like... It leads into it making it really personal since oh, since Razor was a new character on TV. It was actually really good. Then in 1994, as we've mentioned previously, Yokozuna retained against The Undertaker in a casket match. Goddamn classic. minutes and Fucking 20 seconds. Classic. Fuck that. I would love to watch that one. <laughs> <I'm>, no. <laughs> I will say, guys, this is the second time that they've had a match. Um... Their first time, of course, was at the 94 King of the Ring. And shocker, there wasn't a clean finish there either. Nope. That's what leads to the uh, pretty much what they call the best of three at Survivor Series 95. Which, you act, going back now as a kid, when it's a kid I wouldn't have thought about this, but now as I'm older, you had to know something that was up with this match. Because it goes on before the Rumble, and it goes on before the tag title match. That's actually an interesting point to make. Um, where do you guys stand on... As far as like the Royal Rumble match being the main event, because it's not it's not always been the case. <laughs> I prefer it because, uh, especially in the in the situation where you already know, you know, was it after ninety three was technically the first year that they. I mean, you can actually even say ninety one was the first year that the winner went on to get a title shot at WrestleMania because Hogan wins and goes on to face his slaughter at the Rumble. The first time they make a fact out of it is in 93, when Yokozuna Yoko. win, wins the Rumble, that he gets a title shot. I think it's it's an interesting fact to where the champion, you know who the champion is going in, but who's his challenger going to be? That, it's an interesting point. Um, the Not the first Royal Rumble, but the first pay-per-view Royal Rumble. 89. I yeah, there's a like a just a random tag team match. Yeah, was the main event. But they did, they did that quite a bit, and I think it's just because they they had a little bit of time left over. But it's the weirdest thing to do that. And I don't understand why you would do that because you already had, you already gave the crowd their 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 nut. They already busted, and I, I don't understand why you would keep going. And in this situation, the pay per view is called the Royal Rumble, so it would make sense for that to be the main event. I I don't like gimmick pay-per-views in general because no. I think having them yearly kind of ruins 
the you just don't importance like fun. of it. You just don't like fun. But I will say this: like I, I've never been a huge WWF fan, but the Royal Rumble, when done properly, is Over fucking fantastic. Forward, it, it gives you a chance to really put somebody in a position to move and, into the main event. And not, picture. O- and not only that, too, but you have so many opportunities to wear. You should be counting the shoulders there. Yeah, there he goes. There he goes. I will one more thing on commentary when I watch this. Jerry Lawler even points out that Brett must have been watching the Razor match because to see how effective the figure four was because he uses it on Diesel here. Nice callback. You don't see that a lot anymore. Nope. They don't mention the other matches when you're doing a match now. Astute no. observation. But like with with the Rumble, even the guy who's in the match and doesn't win the match still gets the rub because Diesel in 94 eliminated like seven people and yeah. he was the focal point of that Rumble. There's always one in every Rumble, especially now. There's always the person that wins, and there's always the person that has the most eliminations. They get that rub, and then they have the Iron Man. We'll get to that. Who goes from the well, beginning to the end. Contrary to how I would normally view something, uh, especially when it considers the championship, because I'm, I'm old school, and like that should be your main event. And if it if the match isn't strong enough to be a main event, you have the wrong main event. This, is to me, is the one exception, because the... The championship uh, is still important in the match because you're coronating the next guy who's going to be elevated Mm -hmm. to that position, or at least in theory, that's what should be happening. Yo, I think Homeboy in the front row is asleep. (laughs) Probably is. Fuck, I think he's asleep. Big boy? (laughs) Yes. Big boy? Well, I'm looking at a guy back there with porn stash and uh, mullet. There. <laughs> see, see, it looks like a red <laughs> knockoff. I bet if you if you jiggled his fat, uh, some like uh, gas would come out of him. No, he's moving. Sure he's we're good. We're good. We're, we're good. We're good. He's so, moving. How do you so, think the girl sitting beside him feels? Like she's like, oh god, <laughs> this is going to be. <laughs> they, so much They look fun. like they're they're properly spaced out enough to where his side gut isn't rubbing up on her. Yeah, I agree. There's enough room there. Yeah. Not now. <laughs> you go to a wrestling show now. You're like on top of the person. They don't fucking you. stink. And take <laughs> let's take a trip into into the future a little bit. WrestleMania 18. What was the main event of WrestleMania 18? It was Triple H and Jericho. Was the the last match on the card? The last match on the, the card. The main event was Hogan and Rock. That's an excellent point. Yeah, and there are exceptions. To They're the, the poster. So. The the main event of that of that entire show, the match that everybody cared about, was Rock and Hogan, and and there are occasions where there's something transcends the championship, <clears throat> but at the same time, you have to feel like, well, why is that? And it's because you've devalued your championship to a point where, like, no, Triple H was on fire, but Jericho was not. No, even though he just become the no. yeah, he only won a, he never won a match like by himself. Like, if they would have kept a heel Austin. Versus a babyface Triple H, I think I would have been more invested. But I get Jericho. I mean, Jericho was a good choice. I mean, he was somebody new, something and fresh, new. Yeah. But you didn't build him as a strong champion. You didn't have that. enough time to build him up into that position. And oh shit, we got aggressive Brett here. Uh, get here we go. Face, Earl. Some of your favorite part, right? Here. Two face suicida. Fuck you, AEW. Suicide dive. Fuck you, AEW. They will. I will say they keep mentioning too about Brett. Like this goes back to even on the Raws. This is a far more aggressive Brett than we've ever seen. They keep teasing that he might possibly turn heel. You know something I miss? You see, there was a a merch guy selling the Brett Hart hearts. Yeah, well, yeah. The, throughout Instead the, of you having to get off your lazy yeah, ass and go get it. Yeah, it was cool because like it's smart because he's got the hearts. Brett Hart's in the ring. 
oh, I'll try to sell this. They don't care anymore. You're like, they just expect you to stand in line at the merch table for fucking Mismatches. 30 minutes. Mismatches. Do shit. I'm not doing that anymore. Buy it cheaper on WWE Shop anyway. <sighs> uh, yeah, it's $35 for a shirt. At the that's, show. Yeah, that's a little fucking wild. I will say, you know, this is just a very physical match. Look at this branding. And they actually is. sell really Don't well. Don't pay suicide. I'm sell really well. <laughs> Let me drink another beer really quick. It sells really well. My my thing here, too, and it, it's probably in the notes. I just don't have a copy in front of me. When Brett goes to WCW, him and Nash never touch. Never. And this was one of Diesel's best people to feud with, or Kevin Nash, whatever you want to call him. And they never touch in WCW. I, I never. There, there were only two people that could get, like, really good matches out of Kevin Nash, and that's Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. Uh, Scott Hall could I was saying, I can argue Scott Hall. Especially in 94. 94. I would say that that's a decent match, not a great match, so but we're, like, we're splitting hairs here. But Why, when you have him, though, don't you feud him with Nash? In some sort of way, like even when they had the well, Wolfpack more, and the NWO, that's Hollywood. more of an indictment of just how they n- didn't use Brett because to his potential I at all. That would have been a good feud to have. I mean, they could have even brought back the fact that Brett killed him in WWE. He's the reason he left because he couldn't. You never got a title back or something like that. I mean, they could have done something with that. They, yeah, but that would require forethought. And and by that point, WCW was already. Bitch. Kevin Sullivan was very smart. <laughs> oh, okay. The, the pro the problem the problem is that so many of those guys had creative control. creative control, and it doesn't matter what your creative team pitches if it gets shot down because you know apathetic Kevin Nash don't want to uh, you know build well, up uh, whatever. Well, that's the other thing too. Like, do you think Nash is like Brett's going to make me work? I don't want to work with him. Probably, yeah. We're going to put on. We're going to. I just want to say good matches, well, make he, it pay he, regardless. He's so. said multiple times in um, in shoot interviews that Brett works snug. He's very stiff because he wants the shit to look as real as possible. A lot of people didn't want to work with Brett because of that, and okay. I can I can get that. But at the same time, I want someone that's going to give me the best quality match. It's going to end the, in the long run, money. make me more money. Pink drew fucking money. I, I will. <laughs> I, I think Brett is very sympathetic in when porno he's and wrestling. When, well, yes, when he sells, I think that's something that a lot of people miss now. It's just how sympathetic Brett makes it. He makes it look real. Well, do you know why? It's because when when he was in the fucking dungeon getting <laughs> stretched out every fucking <laughs> posi- possible position, son of a bitch. he. I mean, he was taught in a way to where I mean, selling is money. No, oh, yeah, that, that's that's and the I'll, entire. I'll give it to Kevin Nash here. He sells great in this match yeah. for Brett. But here's what I don't like about this move in this match: you pick him up like that. That's your finish. The jackknife. Why didn't you jackknife him? Well, not only that, unless he just wanted to deal more pain out. But Brett's been working on the leg for the last five minutes. Why is he not selling his leg? Yeah, and if you could get him up like that, why would you not drop him for the jackknife? That's that's one of my biggest gripes about this match. So you're saying uh, this, Kevin Nash doesn't understand psychology. Pretty much. And Brett <laughs> should have known better here, too. But that's a cool reversal. I'll give him that. But he is not selling the leg. Well, we're, the adrenaline. We're, we're still a, a few <laughs> moments out from the the dominoes kind of like of logic completely falling out Ooh. of this match. And did you notice that he uses his right leg to hit the big boot instead of left? Oh, he's a righty instead. Anyway. But see, the thing of it is, is he should have used his. He shouldn't have been planting with the left no, leg if yeah. he's selling it. If he's hurt, 
I noticed that a lot in this Congratulations. Match. You on, understand working. Uh, no, you do understand working. <laughs> you goddamn right, I'll tell you. I'll tell you who doesn't understand working, and that's the fucking referee, um, because there, there are so many moments in this match that logically should have caused disqualifications, and it just, it never, it never comes to pass, and the, the, the ending of this match is so overbooked. It feels like a Russo that, that's, thing. And it this ru- is it ruins the him. quality of the match. Because they actually have a good match up to the point. But all I could ever remember as a kid is interference. Yeah. yeah. The, and, and, and restarting. I, actually, restarting. I, le- I legitimately have this in my notes. Is this match is a lot better than what I thought. I know we shit on it um, a few weeks ago on, on one of the oh. earlier episodes. We talk about how, you know, this match goes for 40 minutes. It's too long. It's long, <laughs> but it, it's not a, it's not as oh, bad as I remember. Here's the other thing that I hate, too. You just had a restart in the first match of the show. Yeah. And you have three in this match. <laughs> I do, I'm pretty sure it's three. I, I will say this to you about the arena. I, I will say having a, a bigger crowd like this does make it look better than those tiny... Like, well, sp- here should be DQ like, number one. Well, yeah, he's, he takes his wrist tape and he ties his legs together just to go in there and wallop him. Um, which yeah. is a, a heel move. Like, this is... This is the aggressive brat. I will say it does take him a little bit to tie it off here. Uh, does this not remind you of something we got we saw uh, this year at this past Royal Rumble? Yeah, it does. I've already fucking forgotten the Royal Rumble. And, and I, w- I actually want to point this out really quickly while I have a chance. Um, I need to apologize for the quality of this Rumble uh, as opposed to some of the things that happened at the, our current... 2021 Rumble, because I would take anything, bad or otherwise, in this Rumble, and it still outweighs the absolute bullshit of that bu- uh, Bad Bunny like Oh, yeah. Oh, God, thing, yeah. Quote, unquote. The shitty thing about it is he's selling merch, which means it's more money. No, 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 Here's the thing. I guarantee you, because this is how the music business is run now, I guarantee you that was, that's part of his contract, that is, they have to... There has to be the illusion of him selling merchandise. So the record company, I guarantee you, has paid for so much of that because it's a it's a media bolstering thing. That's why, by the way, just so we're on the topic, Jay-Z has never actually had a number one album. I want you all to know that. Sony executives have paid for those numbers. You're welcome. <laughs> conspiracy and theory. And no, <laughs> that's not a conspiracy theory. That's reality. He just doesn't like Jay-Z. I don't like Jay-Z. Um, well, out of all the things, you know, with Bad Bunny, uh, you know, we're all, we are all a little bit older. We're all over our 30s. Uh, I talked to a kid at work. I call him a kid. He's 22. But to me, that's a kid now. And he, he, I, you know, I said, does anybody know who Bad Bunny is? He immediately knew. So it's, not, it's a younger thing. Yeah, I get younger that. Um, was that performance shit? Absolutely. Yeah, it was one of the worst things yeah. I've personally seen. Is this just my Booker opinion? T looked like he didn't give two shits. No. And Booker T got paid. I will say one other thing. Does anybody remember when the refs changed from this outfit to the stripes? 96. Because I it's hate 96. these fucking bow ties. It, I, it it's dates ta- it's everything. Date. It's very it's dated. dated. No, I, I like it. Yeah, because you're an NWA suck dicker. Well, no, but oh, the reason I like this is because it makes it look more like like a boxing referee. This is True. supposed to look like a legitimate <clears throat> sport. It just so happens that you're seeing this through the lens of the, LT, one of the worst years of wrestling yeah, sure. when everything around it is not based in reality. Now, this match is uh, as close to, you know, a 
grounded, yeah. reality-based matches would, we're going to get say, on the pay-per-view. I would say if, if this was not, if I was, you know, 30 years old now, and this was, you know, one of your main matches, I would possibly, other than the Rumble, because, I mean, we always love the Rumble. As as all of us do, we all look forward to the Rumble. We plan to get hang out, to do something for the Rumble. This match would have got me to buy the pay-per-view. Because at the time, he probably would have. I, oh, for the jackknife, not selling the knee. I wasn't watching. Yeah, no, he kind of did. He kind of is right here. I wasn't watching the WWF in 1995, but I was a Bret Hart fan. So if I was going to spend money, it would have been on the Rumble, and uh, if for no other reason, just then the Rumble. Were you even? Were you watching wrestling '95? Very, very oh. sporadic. I want you guys to watch this. I want you guys to watch this because this this spot is almost blown. One. Sean is late. He flies in there. Earl had to slow his countdown for that even more than yes. he does on a Brett point. almost had a kick out. See, that should have been a DQ That's right a, fucking there. It should have been DQ number two. And I know we said on the last podcast, you know, you wish that they had this gear, you know, in a figure. They do. They do, but it's, it's a, a basic. basic. I thought of that. Thought of that listening back to it. But it should have been an elite. It really should have been. Like, oh, God, with give the them fucking time. They can't make everything. Just the fuck they can. <laughs> Instead of they'll make it, they made it Rob Gron fucking Kowski. Hey, I know. Uh, yeah, you're right. Speaking, of, speaking of figures, get I just, out of my face, I, Jenny Davis. I just want you guys to know that I uh, I did stumble across some AEW figures and I literally sold them for double the market value. So you're welcome. Here, here's my story about uh, AEW figs. When I find them, I throw them behind the dog food aisle in Walmart. Tony Garia. And then I and then I try to find them, and Brandon's never conveniently around for telling me exactly where they are so I can sell Stop them. Where the fucking look where the the groceries are. Oh, I know. Thanks, Brandon. It's a Walmart. This it. match will continue. I will say they they kind of lost the crowd at first. There, you can kind of see them like, okay, what's the, going on? They like they like it's going to continue. This one kid back here he has a black Brett shirt on. He was like, oh, I guess. I, I mean, whatever. Yeah. I, I don't understand working. <laughs> it's not Travis Lasseter. <laughs> Would you like to hear a quote of what Brett had to say about? working this match from WWF Magazine. Yeah, let's do it. The fact of the matter is, a few days before the Rumble, I saw a tape of my King of the Ring match against Diesel. He stooped to every level to beat me, although he didn't do anything unforgivable. Then or in the Rumble, I fight fire with fire. So basically, he said that like because of the the uh, the match he'd had previously, he was going into this match with a little bit more fire because if he didn't, very good chance he wouldn't be walking out as champion. Spoiler, it didn't. No. I I still just love that Brett is just... He's being He he makes it as real as possible. Even in a WWF magazine. He's doing anything he can to get the belt back because he is pissed he lost it. And I... And it's not not Diesel's fault that he lost it. But he wants the belt. Yeah, he has to go through him. The belt is important. And, like, Brett's, like, one of the first people I remember doing this kind of stuff here. Like, I'm not going to lie. I love 97 WWF. I'm a mark for that. His whole feud with Austin from Survivor Series 96 until he leaves the company. Some of my favorite stuff. 97 is just a an overall good year as yeah. far Story as... We'll never cover it wrestling. on here. Probably never cover it on this. Ever. I will say the Patriot, uh, Del, Del Wilkes, uh, <laughs> fights for the, the heavyweight title yeah, in 97. After he debuts twice. three weeks before... Who, who during this time is a uh, tag team champion on the other show with Marcus Alexander? God, we were grasping for straws and friggin' fall. Of oh, stars! I, I know. Stripes. I know we haven't mentioned it yet. I don't want to mention it yet, guys. But I know we might go a little bit off course here in a few episodes and kind of steer away from the WWF in '95 just for a little bit. So I'm really excited about that. I don't want to say anything yet. 
Don't want to get everyone excited for when it does happen. Dick's going to be super hard. No, it won't. Maybe. I've seen it. It's, he won't. <laughs> Not his dick. The hey, hey, dick. Hey, hey, it's it's average, all right? <laughs> um, let's just say that there might be a, a clash of some sort coming up in your... Will it involve your, champions? No, I, I, d- debatably. Okay, cool. Debatably. Joss Wonderkin's all I want. <laughs> <laughs> God, <laughs> Just, was it? What was this? The Disco Knights or some shit? Was his Boogie Nights? Boogie Nights. Boogie Nights. How do you not know that? <laughs> Disco Piece of shit. That's what I want. Di- I want a group photo of them signed by both of them. That is my. Well, I already have one of them. So I mean, I got you that. I, but I want them together in a promotional picture signed by both. That's when Disco Inferno was spelling his name with a Q because uh, it was because he was cool. Because he's like Cisco. Oh God! Ever don't don't don't. What? Yeah. Look at this. Oh, he's got him. He's beating his fucking leg. Not to interject real quick, but do do you know who's in the the Thong Song music video? Who? No. The fucking Big Show. Really? Is he? I didn't fucking know that. Yeah. There's a version of the video where the Big Show's in there. Well, and he's like wearing sunglasses. Gonna, and like gonna, he like look, brings them down. Is like, oh look at that. Uh, well, when we get a Patreon, we'll cover that three minute video as a bonus episode. Give us free money. <laughs> Thank you to our awesome sponsors. <laughs> we need to get Ico Pro again. Fuck, I don't know if we can. They, we, they can afford us, but we'll try. <laughs> I'm ready, I want to see that holiday fucking wrestling tour. You, I will. Yeah, I will. Bob Backlund's gonna wish you never met him. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you. Uh, I did have somebody shout out to our buddy uh, Scott. Scott told me he's like I, he's like I was just sitting there and all of a sudden I heard an Ico Pro commercial and I was like, what do you mean they're an actual sponsor? <laughs> Scott's so dumb. It's a work, brother. <laughs> Love you, work. Scott. I'm kidding. Oh, that's fun. We were, we're desk mates at work. Oh, that's fun. This guy in the front row, Fatty McGee over here, See, has not cracked a smile the entire like, I time. Get, I get what they're doing right here. He's there for Quang. Quang! Uh, I get, I get. you know, they're wanting to get some substance out of this match. Right now, I already start to feel like the match is kind of dragging. I, this is this is why I think it was like 40-something minutes. Cause it feels like it. It's, it's really, this is where it's now, starting I, to drag. The whole, the I've whole, taken oh. three bathroom, bathroom breaks during this match. The, the thing is, it's not you know, even a Divas we're, match. We're, we're, kind of, we're kind of hating on it, but at the same time, they are, they are telling a great story, minus the, inter, the you know, the, the interruption. Here comes, here comes the Ring post into effect again. That should have been DQ number three. It's part of the ring, Travis. He can use it. Oh, so he can use his fucking wrist tape as a part of him? Yes. Well, right here is definitely where there should be a fucking... Oh, look. He didn't use the padded side either. Dude, I wish I had that chair. and you hear, it, you hear it hit, but the crowd immediately boos Brett for that. And look at there's people like pissed. Well, look at this old man back here. They should He's be. pissed. He's like, what? Still, you got to give Brett credit Fatty for McGee going... trucker hat still hasn't cracked a smile or done anything. It would require... So much effort on his part. It's going to take some diesel power to get him out of that chair. Uh, but you got to give Brett credit for like, oh, doing everything he can, can to, to make he the crowd cheer diesel. Oh, they're pointing. They already see somebody coming down the aisle here. Yeah. Oh, here comes Owen. But that's that's a feat in itself, getting him in the sharpshooter. Up oh, DQ number four. Gotta love Owen. Which, this goes back to our Raw where he cost him the Intercontinental title against Razor. Yep. He come out and cost him, was trying to cost him the WWF title. You know, I want to give... Credit where credit's due. Oh, here comes I, the Brett spot. I feel like oh! this entire build-up between Owen and Brett has been handled so well, and I, this is probably not the best manifestation of this, but I do appreciate that it is a continuation of that match that they had, you know, on Raw. Yeah. So, at the very Especially least... Especially watching it in this order yeah. as well. 
long-term storytelling too, man. This that feud's been going on since Survivor Series '93. Yeah, he kicked his leg out of his leg the previous year. It'll be a shirt soon. <laughs> Thank you. How many years have I been waiting Can for this? Can we have like a leg kicking a leg out of a leg? <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and your shirt's a two-time two, Billy. God, I can't wait for Lex Luger to show up in the rum when I can shit all over I, him. I know he, he took that spot. The That Brett Turnbuckle spot is one of like the highlights for me in a Brett match because it goes back to him selling and being very sympathetic. Yeah, I I, I love it. Uh, the the whole thing about you know, the the Brett spot when you take into account uh, that he kept doing it, um, but one of the major injuries that Brett sustained over his career was a broken sternum. Thanks so, to Dino Bravo. Yeah, thanks a lot, you French Canadian. I'm, I'm, I'm really he's dead. He's I'm really dead. glad Stop. the mafia killed your stupid ass. <laughs> that's that's Travis Lasseter's opinions <laughs> named after a fucking dinosaur. <laughs> fucking dinosaur from the Dino Flintstones. Bro. Fuck you guys. I'm not going to get killed you know by these assholes. Like a retro <laughs> figure, like zombie sailors making him a fucking retro, like Hasbro looking figure. Who the fuck wants a Dino Bravo, Bravo Hasbro? They, people in French Canada. <sighs> Did they also make uh, your your um, Nick Aldis figure as well. No, that's, no, that's Chella Toys. Chella Toys. Yeah. Did you get that? I did. I don't think I've ever seen it in person. Yeah, I'm not I'll even show gonna lie. Like, later. I'll probably bring figures up a lot because I'm a figure mark. I I'm really unhappy that I can't open it because I'm an out of box collector and it's really nice. But the packaging was so fucking incredible that I'm like, fuck, I I gotta keep it in the package. I'll just get drunk and open it so I can care. I'm drunk right now. I'll fucking open it for you. <laughs> no, thank you. So, <laughs> so the idea of this match continuing after so much interference to me is just so bonkers. Well, here's the thing. Like, in spoiler, they're, they're going to fucking do... I like those back kicks to the knee, by the yes. way. Like, that was just... That's like little things. But here's the thing. Like, the fact that they allow it to continue twice, and then, like, four people come in and interfere. Why did they not have people blocking the blocking aisleway? Blocking something, security or something. And I didn't pay a ton of attention to the announcers, but was there any point where... <clears throat> Either uh, Vince or the King mentions oh. like, though, this is go keep look at this. Yep. So, so there's tra- there, there's tracking issues on this tape. I have this in my notes. Um, I think if this is like a dub yeah. from an actual Royal Rumble tape, or why Master it does tape. that. Oh, my tape I have is in better quality than that. Sorry for interrupting, Brandon. You should be. I'm gonna hit you. <laughs> um, but, uh, but the point I was trying to make is like, is there any point in the commentary that either one of you can think of where they say, "Well, because the match is so important, yes. that they're they're they, giving it they, latitude." Because they, I think, I think Vince, Vince says the, to that. The Vince is like, "It's the referee's discretion. This is the WWF title match." See, like, my thing is, I understand that they're trying to keep both guys strong, make them both look super strong. But in in return, Oof. it makes the rules pointless. Is AEW it, now. Oh, follow well, this, follow this rule right now. Oh uh, well, I mean that's applicable for all wrestling. Now that um, if you uh, if you wear a fucking Halloween mask and you can like bend the rules of space and time, and what does winning fucking mean anyways? Um, stay tuned for a rant on uh, uh, things about I have to say about wrestling in a later episode or maybe this episode. I don't know, but. I gotta say that Brett's, um, oh Brett's faking, being, you see that breaks Brett's faking the knee injury. Sorry, because yeah, it's good psychology. Good. But without there being consequences, like none of this fucking matters. That's so the same they're, way they're stretching. Survivor Series. They're stretching it. They're stretching it a lot. That's the same way he beats him at Survivor Series, though. Doesn't he fake the knee there? Like he you can't get up. up and rolls him up. Spoiler. Oh, sorry. Yeah, uh, I, I have a hot take on this, guys, and I know everyone always kind of praises Earl Hebner. I hate. The fucking way 
Earl Hebner counts. Especially if it's the deciding fall, it's like one. Well, he does this thing two, where he'll he'll go one, three, two, and he'll throw his shoulder down to where he doesn't hit the third one, and it fucking irritates me. Uh, <laughs> I've always felt that he inserted himself a little too oh, too much into the action. He of the sold that before he ever got hit. He's no Tommy Young. All no, right, I agree. I agree. Red shoes, Tommy Young. Uh, there's this I mean, ref bump, and there's a huge, loud booze when that happens. But when Sean comes out, he is getting fucking cheered. And here and, comes and Bob, it, no personality back on It's going banana. Hey, now. He's crazy. That's Whoa, personality. He's so, he can, like, weird. He could like, be the third fucking bushwhacker with those arms. Like, oh, no. I thought you were going to say he could have been the third man. He could have been. <laughs> imagine, how, imagine how great the NWO would have been with President Bob Backlund. I, we are for life. <laughs> Staring at his hands. We for eternity. Oh, Maggie no. Oh, no. Banana. It's banana. Oh, my God. Rest in Is peace, it, Pat. Oh, Oh my god, Gerald Briscoe said the same bald spot for fifty years. <laughs> oh, look at that tie. I'm trying to figure out who this is down here on the far on the bottom right. Oh yeah, with the blonde hair? Yeah, I can't uh, tell uh that guy. Yeah. Is that Buddy Rogers? Oh, wait, wait, who This guy right here is back to the camera. That's uh, Renee Goulet. No, 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 here. no, no. This down one here at the very bottom. Grabbing Owen. Right beside Jack Dawn. That's uh, Buddy Rogers is dead by this point, right? Who is that? Uh, that's See, originally I thought it was JJ, but JJ had left by then, correct? <laughs> I'm going to tell a JJ. <laughs> <laughs> but I, when I first saw this, I was trying to figure out who the hell that no, was. That's who is Rogers. that? I don't know who that is. That's an interesting. If any of you guys out there know, just you know, hit us up. Because I have no idea who the hell that guy is. It looked like Buddy Rogers' hair from the back, but I'm pretty sure Buddy Rogers is dead by this mm. point. That's not Buddy Rogers. Yeah, that's not Buddy. They they announced the match that it's a draw, and the fucking crowd is pissed. Which this goes back to why I think they had the tag match with the ending of that to kind of give it a little bit of a better feeling leading I'll, into the rumble. I'll give it though, like they gave, like they they tied in all the rolls. Really, they tied in everything back to Survivor Series. With Owen being mad about the IC title and his brother Jeff got was in that match with Brett and lost. <laughs> Fuck it. And then, oh my gosh, they're the Aquia match. Ah, chicken wing. <laughs> you know, we made that point too, talking about Jared. Jared's still putting himself into this. Which Look, going, four guys on D. Going forward, the next night, uh, when we, we do cover that, Jeff actually is there to challenge. Where's uh, Bulldog? Yeah, no one's there. He actually goes on and want to challenge Kevin Nash. They're busy preparing for the Rumble. Well, shouldn't Fair. Shawn Michaels been preparing for the Rumble? No, he's shouldn't number one. Have no, been preparing? no, he's the HB kid. Shouldn't Bob Backlund be like not humping Bret Hart from behind? <laughs> or, like he's a rom dog, dude. Again. You would talk about <laughs> tapping out Ooh, if a dude's boater is hitting my my tailbone. <laughs> dude, I'm like, oh, was, dude, I am out. That man. was a stiff fucking kick to the neck from Nash. <laughs> a stiff so. hump. He gets a he gets a huge end. fucking pop for that too for getting getting uh, well, Backlund off. I guess the respect's still there. But he should have jackknifed his ass for beating his leg with a chair. Um, if you look, you can actually see that Kevin is bleeding, like near his armpit. It's probably because back. Oh, look at Sean back there smiling. HP kid. <clears throat> I want to see this guy's face. I want to see his face. That guy's awake now. Look, see look it. Those yeah, see in it? The background. I see that. That's one of his. Uh, That's Renee. Stero- steroid pimples popped in his armpit. He <laughs> was a clean. He was giant a clean giant. champion. He's a clean monster. Look, it's Owen and Sean. They're friends. I don't believe that. I don't either. <laughs> that they're friends, or he was a. I've seen. Guy. I've seen Super Shredder. He did drugs. That was a bodysuit. 
He, he literally drank drugs and became yeah. Super Shredder, you Travis. Your, you shut your mouth when you're talking to me. That's how drugs work, Brandon. Yes. <laughs> you drink them from a vial and they're green. I'm drinking beer and I'm not fucking bigger. This is not a drug. This is America. Oh, my shoulder. Oh, my fucking shoulder. Chicken wing. You want to polish this off? Or? The, wanna, oh, is there, oh, yeah. There's, there's, there's a crowd, more beer the crowd has been... Kind of... And then they hug it out. They pop, but they pop for this. So uh, you have to say this is kind of a kind of a win. It got, it got it got over what it wanted to do. It's still like I said, 95. I know we shit on it. I mean, to me, this is no Survivor Series '95 match. I do think this match is better than their King this, of the Ring match. This match was good, but the they really should have took like the Owen interference and the Sean interference. Just had everybody interfere at one time and end the match. That should have been it. Well, they I think their idea was because you got to think the first time it happened. Diesel mm-hmm. power bomb Brett, so Brett was in trouble. So yeah. that kept Brett looking strong that he didn't have to. Yeah. He didn't, you know, get pinned. And then Diesel was in the sharpshooter, so he, you know, he could have tapped out. It didn't make him look weak either. So I think that's why they did it. But at the same time, it gives it, him the point. Gives it, him the point there. It, it's not very. It's it, not. It works on paper. It wasn't mm-hmm. executed no. well. No. And then that's not a knock on the people who but, were involved with it. It's like, just that everything just did not work. You can't tell me the b- before entrances and Ooh. all the way to the fucking this point where they're like grab assing and like <laughs> docking each other <laughs> in the rain. Like it's not at least 35 fucking minutes. Sorry, I'm sorry. I was laughing at that old man <laughs> jer- his jerking pants his pants around in front of those two uh, sexy ladies. <laughs> Todd Pettengill's a fucking pervert right here. God, look at that earring. We need to cancel him. God, his, his, <laughs> look, he's got his wedding ring on. I told you. I fucking did. pervert. That's a ring pop. Oh, this is <laughs> blow pop. Blow pop. Oh, this is Jerry Lawler steals this in '98 with Sable. Oh yeah, oh sure, you'll bet you can. Does you it change your opinion that she had Hep C? Did she, not, have it she didn't have it in '95. Not then. I'm talking now. She was a fucking babe in '95, con- and then they say he's like Tommy Lee changes you, her ass. Can you? Can you get? He did it, change her ass get, with that dick. Can what? you get Hep C from Teddy Fuggins? <laughs> Nah, she had those taken out now. Oh, oh, she did? Then fuck her. <laughs> Literally. Oh Hell yeah, God. here we go. Main event time, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby Sparky, look. Goddamn karate kid over here. I have in my notes, please fire Stephanie Wyatt. Ninja she, race car driver. She sticks out like a sore thumb. Not how because she's a woman, but she is terrible. How much longer does she last? Because she doesn't make it to WrestleMania. I know, she, I know she's on the first um, in your house. No, she makes it to like SummerSlam, I think. God. I think she does, but like her like role is like taken back further and further. Like she's she's all teeth, just like Eddie said last show. She's like all fucking teeth. Show me them teeth. Girl. I also have here Bob Holly's a shit promo, and when how do you like me now? <laughs> Not very much. I got an idea. <laughs> he put, put the, the, put the fucking belt on. Whole <laughs> thing suck. <laughs> <laughs> Like a, yeah, we see you, you dumb fucking <laughs> denim jacket wearing piece of shit. Here comes Jerry Lawler to make some. Uh, I know, I know you alluded, alluded to this a little earlier, uh, Travis, and I know you're st- stupid oh. for liking this, but fucking is Jiggle Jimmy Del Rey not on this fucking roster list? And neither te- is t- te- 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 technically. Pusher. Technically, they're not a part of the roster. They're trades from God, Henry Godwin's not on this list. He was on there. Really? Yeah. Did I read him? I, I, believe, I believe he did. 
No, the fuck he's not. Okay, well, whatever. <laughs> what the fuck? But man? technically, Tom Pritchard and Jimmy uh, Jimmy Del Rey are not a part of the roster. They're they're Smoky being, Mountain yes. trades. <laughs> I like how that broke out Bobby Heenan's old uh, but brain of vision there. But um, the the well done green fucking thong <laughs> outfit you may be a fan of. I find it. Oh my god, deplorable. Timothy Well and Stephen Dunn are on this list. What are you doing? <laughs> Jim Neidhart's not on here either. <laughs> fucking hell! I've never seen a man so disappointed. <laughs> it's fucking rigged. I, Which I, is kind of weird to think about. Jim Neidhart is actually not even in the. Um, he was, in the ta- he was in the tag tournament, but he wasn't in this Rumble match, which is really weird. He was probably out being who? Who? <laughs> what do you mean, who? <laughs> so, guys, this is the finals to the tag team tournament. Uh, what Superstars was yeah, fe- Superstars featured all of these matches. Uh, we haven't covered any of these matches because, God forbid, you put anything good on Raw. I'm sorry. Jimmy uh, Del Rey and to be fair, had to rematch To be fair, Raw. they weren't that great. I well, actually watched I'm some saying, of them. Saying, God, imagine good, how... Good in the terms of substantive. Imagine how bad Bam Bam's bodysuit smells. Well, especially now because he's dead. <laughs> I mean, true. I'm pretty sure they didn't bury him in it. You don't know that. Prove it to me. I mean, we'll go dig him up. We'll go look for Scott Bigelow. Asbury Park, New Jersey. I would love to have Scott Bigelow. Why are they not wearing the matching gear they had on fucking Superstars? Why is he not wearing the black with the checker print? His gear was dirty. He probably wore that while he was racing on Saturday night. <laughs> or came to the fucking check. Was it, was it the Bush series? He's in the goddamn Winston, Daytona Winston, 500. Winston Cup. He's practicing speed week down Daytona. It's fucking redneck over here. Hey, I know all about so, that shit. Of course, we've, we elaborated on that, you know, the... Hey, Bam Bam weighs as much as Buff as they do. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I bet that boy in the front row wears as much as Taco Bam Bam. <laughs> Six ten. I'm gonna have to say yes. God, Danny Davis has got some fucking uh, cocaine lines in his cheeks there. Danny Davis, another another guy uh, still around from the. Uh, he doesn't last. He's much the only referee does. with a long sleeve shirt on. He doesn't really last. Weird. He doesn't last much longer either, does he? Yeah, I doubt it. I, well, I don't I think he makes it through '95. I'm just saying. I mean, like he's. Danny Davis had been around for, uh, for quite a while. Tatanka. Buffalo. I have in my notes, this is the letdown spot of the show, which makes sense why this match went on after Brett and Diesel. That's the, the angle, too. The big thing, yeah, absolutely, we'll get to that. But the the smoking guns were out of this tournament. Um, they they start to promote that the winners of the, of the, of the tag title tournament will face the smoking guns the next night on Monday Night Raw for the tag titles. But they what, were, what gives them the right to be the number one contenders they, for the tag titles? They've already been eliminated from the tag tournament. Well, no, they were hurt. They were never in pulled. it. Okay, they were never in it. So okay. that's why they get the shot. The, because, the exact thing, Bart, Bart Gunn, hurt. Bart was out due to a rodeo accident. <laughs> and Shawn Michaels in a previous episode <laughs> says, I wonder if he got steered in the rear or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> something to that effect. And I'm like, they let that old TV in 95? Is no one like, going to say it? <laughs> not so PC, See, bro. bro. <laughs> I mean, but that's not during the rumble. Yeah, there's not that a... That was a terrible chop. There was not a whole lot of a not so PC stuff on this show, at least said, uh, other than Todd Pettengill, that he is a fucking pervert and we need to cancel him. So, mm-hmm. uh, cancel no. Army on Twitter because everyone else gets canceled. Let's cancel this motherfucker. Let's not. He's not, he's, not an on, angel. he's not on Twitter, uh, unfortunately. Well, they probably already beat us to it. They probably canceled his ass already. Well, I would I would love... For, I, t- if anybody knows how to get in touch with Todd Pettengale, I want to interview him because I want to ask him, like, why? Like, why are you the way you are? <laughs> That's not very nice. He is a damn good radio disc jockey. And uh, yeah, and I'm, 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 I bet Absolutely. you he is. I bet you he, he is. sold shit. Better than handsome Doug Hendricks ever did. How dare you? How <laughs> dare you? Literally, like, if you take Pettengill and Hendricks, 
they like had Michael Hayes copy Todd Pettengill's yeah. mannerisms when he was selling shit. Tell me I'm wrong. Cause you're not. You're not wrong. You're goddamn right. I'm and, not. And the, and the greatest sin working. is making him cut his hair. So I don't understand. I, I don't know if it's fair to kind of shit on on Todd Pettengill because Ooh, it's not like his fault. Sell. He was put in that position. It's what Vince wanted him to do. Bam Bam can sell. Like I'm not gonna lie. He just sold the hell out of that drop toe hold from. Oh look Bob at that. That was, that was a great spot. That was, that really was. But Bam Bam looks looks fucking terrific. Yeah. It makes sense why they. Go forward. This is his not, heroin needle marks on his neck, though. This is not my favorite Bam Bam attire. I mm. I like the uh, what Woo. I call his uh, ECW attire, the, the one with the bees, yes. like the triple bees on it. Yeah, I like the the orange one of that nature. He started wearing that in his run here in WWE. Yes, because right. yeah, he wears it with the flame suit. That he does. You're this here, right, right at the very end. This is the first time, guys, that the tag titles have ever changed hands at the Royal Rumble, Brandon. Um, to this point, the tag team titles had only been defended three times at the Rumble, and this oh was my the first God. time that they changed hands. Previous tag title matches at the Rumble, 1992, the Natural Disasters defeated the Legion of Doom by countout. No title change. Burner. 1994, there was no match in 93. The Cool Beckers retained against Brett and Owen. That, that is the kicked his leg out of his I leg. Kicked your leg out of your leg. So, uh, now the tag team titles would you know go on to be. Defended, you know, in some This is a great but, spot for 95. This, this, is this right here is awesome. He could have broke Bam Bam's that, neck. Absolutely. There, and he could have broke his, his own. leg. He could have broke his leg. I, I do want to. We I, give Tatanka shit, but he wasn't a terrible worker. Yeah, I will say the makeshift tag teams that like we always we were talking about in past, uh, you know, episodes of the podcast, how everyone kind of likes it. At least I feel like Vince does when they just throws two single guys together as like a Cinderella tag team. Here is the state of your tag division in January of 95. Kill me, God. You have the Head Shrinkers. The, the new Head Shrinkers, not yes, the original. The Million Dollar Corporation. Um, stars and Stripes. Uh, that Who's Stars and Stripes? That's Luger a, and uh, Bulldog. Okay, because I was thinking... I thought like, they had Allied Powers. Allied Powers, excuse yeah. me. So stars, I, and stars and Stripes is, on mine, sorry. Uh, Allied Powers. Uh, the Bushwhackers. <laughs> the Smoking Guns. Yeah. Men on a Mission. Hell yeah. Well, Fuck no. Well done. Fuck <laughs> no. They, they could have put the tag straps on there. They went to the moon. No. The Heavenly Bodies. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they really deserved to run. They're, they were over for their tag team. I'm and, not of course, the uh, the Racist Blues Brothers. <laughs> not Jake and Elwood. <laughs> no. The blue, Jacob and Eli. Close. The Blue Brothers, the, not the Blues blue. Yeah, Blue Brothers. Let's not bring down That's the... That's it? That's all the tag teams? Yes. Holy of fuck. Of January of 95. That is God fucking awful. Yeah. Well, I mean, well that's why they put the tag titles t- on the one, two, three. How do you even have a tag Because we don't have the dudes' attitude anymore. I mean, that's true. It's true. I mean, Owen and, you know, Owen and Nineheart, they technically broke up because I don't know where the hell Anvil is. Who? Anvil. Owen and Owen Who? and Anvil. Oh, oh. <laughs> stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. That was impressive. Unbelievable. You guys should trick each other up. <laughs> we'll talk later. I will say the crowd is super behind the Cinderella story. I do find it weird that the kid is the one that gets the hot tags uh, instead of Bob, even though kid's smaller. I do think that's interesting. But I do want to mention how ahead of his time was uh, the one, two, three kid. Very. He's probably, what, 10, 15 years ahead of his time? At I least. mean, he, he he would have really. 
I'll, I'll give you this. If the one, two, three kid was in the WCW cruiserweight division when he debuted, he'd probably been the star of that. Yeah. And but he was too big of a star by that point to be in the cruiserweight division. Really. In ter- in <clears throat> terms of singles guys, he is way ahead of his time. Yeah. But he's he's the nineties version to me of Ricky Morton. Yeah, you know, like because he can really work. He can sell. He's, he's got. He can, God, yeah, he's he's a terrific, sympathetic. So, um, you put him. He excelled in tag team. Beautiful uh, dropkick. You know, kind of situations. Oh but, God! But he was able to Ooh. to get over. Uh, I mean the the match with Razor kind of put him over and the top. We we kind of speak of that. To me, the the match with Razor as it was, you know, the the Cinderella finish where he does the the moonsault and. Pins Razor. That's one of my first memories as a kid of watching WWF television. Yeah. I'm really, I'm really I, sorry that, that you, that's one of your first memories, I, but it's not the worst one you could. I've gone back and watched his matches with Jerry Lynn and the GWF, and they good were shit. fucking good. He was the Lightning Kid. Yep, good shit. I mean, he was fucking good. I want to say they put those episodes on the network. Yeah, and it was on a it's on a DVD too because I think that's where I watched it for the uh, first time. I, not to bring up the the Team Challenge series again, <laughs> but uh I Jerry Lynn uh makes an appearance on that, uh jobbing to the Destruction Crew of the Beverly Brothers. I, I love him as Mr. J. Mike Enos. Mr. Me, J. Mike Enos. Mr. JL in WCW. Yes, Mr. JL. With a fucking not to be on. stupid mask. Not to be confused with Jerry Flynn, who is just some dude with a mullet. <laughs> Spin kicks. Spin kicks. He Spin got, kicks. He got real serious when he shaved his head, though. They become the, what was it, underground champion or some bullshit? Well, he, he, then he was doing double spin kicks. <laughs> <laughs> That's the stupidest thing I've heard. You made me pop. Because <laughs> that makes him hard. He's hardcore. He's double hardcore. Double he literally had a segment every week where he was the underground champ, though, right? I, Jerry I, Flynn did. Uh, you're you you're, <laughs> you would know because you were watching WCW during that time. Everything. God, you're God. You make me sick, but. I mean, you're the one over here jerking off Vince Russo because slapping us Jarrett's better than everything. Hey, listen, fuck, fuck you, okay? Um, <laughs> God, I'm still going to do that book. I, I don't have, give a shit. I have never. I, you, man. <laughs> almost choked him up here. words over here. <laughs> while, we're, while we're on the subject, fuck you, Travis. <laughs> Travis's favorite wrestler, Conan, <laughs> no, is, uh, is going through COVID right now. And Travis was late coming to record today because he was writing him a really oh. nice uh, get well soon card. So I was sending him a postcard with a tequila sunrise. Can we please talk about how we were joking around about how we always get Travis Conan stuff. And then out of the blue, Conan messages you. <laughs> okay. True story. On the at Rance Black Lodge, uh, the Twitter I used oh, for, here goes a mistake. for my other podcast. Um, randomly, I get a fucking message from... So, I'm assuming Conan from his official uh, Keeping It 100 mm-hmm. podcast is like, hey man, you like the podcast? And I'm like, okay, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's like, well, be sure to, be sure to, you know, like subscribe and all that. And I'll give you a shout out. And to my knowledge, they may have. I don't know. I'm not listening <laughs> but to But the that. whole ironic thing was, Brandon was planning more of these autographs for Travis for Christmas <laughs> from Conan. He's like, what are the fucking odds? Yeah, it, it was like, at first, I'm like, Ooh, no, someone's fucking with no, you. No, somebody, somebody's <laughs> fucking with me. But no, it's blue check mark and everything. Oh yeah, oh pulled him down by the mullet. That's why. That's why Bam Bam shaves his head. That's he true. gets pulled down by his damn mullet. That's actually something that Jr. talks about a lot. Oh, he was supposed to not do that. By that, the way. Uh, the, he he was always he was always opposed to guys having longer hair. 
uh, because two reasons. Number one, uh, you can show off your traps a lot more when you have short hair. But the, the logic is if you have shorter hair, you can't grab a hold of it during a match. So um, I, I think it kind of works both positively and negatively because um, sometimes you want to be able to do that, especially if you're a heel. You're positive and negative. Aloha. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> oh. oh. He, he's just shot his heart out of it. What the fuck? What is that? Uh, elbow pad. Elbow pad. All right. He said I'm so hard his elbow pad show. Oh, <laughs> oh God. No, oh, what oh, the fuck? That was that? actually cool. He like double boots the sides of his head. Look at TV Aussie's like, yeah. The fuck was that? God, who's a million dollar man he'd have a better fucking tie? Better suit. At this point, is he a million dollar man? I would like or to see him... more like a seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I mean, he's man. losing money on the corporation. <laughs> I would man. like to see him in a sequenced like sweatsuit. <laughs> sequence sweatsuit. It's, it's saying that he's casual, but they're he's, also, in, he's casual, but he's, he's here to party. He's getting out. He's getting older. They're in they're in Florida. Like how far away is this from Boca Raton? <laughs> He's That's a, his summer residence. He's uh, a, or his winter, his winter residence. Sorry. He's a freaking preacher now. Talking some spots. I also feel like this match, guys, this is a 15-minute long match. This match probably could have been trimmed down probably about three more minutes. Are you want to do a Bob Holly retrospective up until this point? <laughs> no. <laughs> what was he in Smoky Mountain? He was. Like Holly, like Hollywood Holly or like Bob Holly or something? Yeah, he was Hollywood Holly, <laughs> which is it was kind of a fucking real. <laughs> He talks like this from Hollywood. I'm from Beverly Hills, boy. <laughs> I spilled my beer. We're good. Man, he's from Alabama. Mobile, Alabama. <laughs> I gotta say, like, in in all honesty, they had uh, a very brief moment to make Bob Holly into a player. And it's talking about when Lesnar when he came back and he cut those promos. It was like just really just like. You know, broke shoot, fucking shooting fucking venom, vitriol promos against uh, Brock Lesnar. Uh, I there was like enough where I'm thinking like, well, maybe they're gonna they're gonna do something Squash with this. In six minutes. And yep, pretty much. Royal Rumble was it 2003? Four. 2004. Yeah, because then he loses the Eddie. Um, but it, it took a long time for him to, to shake the, the stink of race car man off of him. I mean, there was a point there. You, there was a point in like 99, 2000. He was fucking over with him and Crash. Yeah. He, he was fucking that, over. That was a cool little spot they just did. So he went to go, you know, slam ball. his head onto the uh, turnbuckle. And Bam Bam put his head down. So he headbutted hand, uh, Bam Bam. Oh, he's he's going to start throwing some tater fist, shit. Oh, fist fire. So, oh, no. Thumb to the eye. So, um, to, with Tatanka, like, he was kept undefeated for, you know... Like, his boots don't match his fucking gear. I hate that shit. Well, he shouldn't be wearing that gear at all right now. He should be wearing that blue. It should be red. No. Sorry. sorry to interrupt. He should be wearing a fucking, uh, of some kind of, like, bow tie. He should have a... It's it, it, not a dick dancer brand. <laughs> not a bow tie, but like a like a tie. He should be dressed kind of like oh. IRS, because he's, he's a member of the corporation. Oh, sorry. Keep the can there. However... <laughs> my bad. Uh, but yeah, like, I agree. I mean... But they kept him strong all that time, and then they had him get beat by Ludwig Borgia. So I'm assuming for nothing. For nothing. And I'm assuming the plan was like, we're gonna shoot this guy to the moon because they gave him the Hulk fucking comeback and the war dance and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Was it because the crowd never 
got behind him? Or, like, why do you think he didn't I think ever... he became an apathetic fuck right here, too. All right, I want you guys to watch this really quick. So, he, he's going to throw a missile dropkick right here. Completely bust. He oh, busts he him yeah, bad. Yeah, he busts him. Because um, a good note. I, I think around this real. time, though, Tatanka really was apathetic to everything. Watch this. He, he, Look at that. Oh, my God. He just didn't seem to so, care. See, I, when I first watched this, I had to rewind this. I'm like, there's blood all over the map. Where the hell did he, what did it happen? And it's from where he, he, he drop kicked him. You see it all right, right yep. there in his mouth, too. I, I mean, la- later found out he took 14, um, uh, 14 stitches. I don't, who? Yes. I, I thought Tatarka would have at least been Intercontinental Champion. <clears throat> Look at it. See, the blood's starting to get really heavy in the mat mm-hmm. here. So, I think this is a receipt, um, because he, goddamn, like, this is very Spike oh, Dudley. He's pissed. He's pissed right Look now. at that. Oh! He could have broke both ankles there. He took that uh, all on his uh, left knee. Now, uh, do, you, do you think Tatanka could have been Intercontinental Champion? Yes. Absolutely. And in all honesty, <clears throat> during this fucking era, like, not really so much 95, but like, like 94, I could have seen him being, uh, a, cont- like a contender mm-hmm. for, for against Yokozuna. This spot right here completely sums up the million dollar corporation. Like, how do you not see a 350 pound man standing on the fucking top rope? He's out cold. How long is he fucking out? Look at this. And why didn't Ted DiBiase get on fucking Tatanka and not? But the thing I don't understand is he got drop kicked. He put his head down so Bob Holly's head would go into his. This is what knocked him out. Yep. 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 He's dead. He did. <laughs> so my thing is with this, we know that leading up to this, Bam Bam's going to feud with LT. You just had him lose in this. You could have had Tatanka lose, but I guess it makes sense because LT's laughing you at stop him. Stop making fun of me. You need, you need the cat also him be mad enough to get into it. One. But, but at the same two, time. three. You mean to tell me Ted DiBiase didn't have him like picked up by <clears> this point? <throat> Look at my bald spot. We're the crowd fucking bald. pops though. The crowd's eating it up. God, his ball plus a two. Well, I mean, if if the op- if, if the options are a million dollar corporation <clears throat> tag team involving Tatanka and Bam Bam Bigelow, I mean, come on. This title reign is also historic. It's one of the longest title reigns ever. Sarcasm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do you'll love, see, I see do love those classic, classic classic tag titles, though. Yes, I actually have that in my notes that I love those titles. Yeah, they're beautiful. They are probably all the titles. I mean, when you Around when you, era, have, yeah. you have the you know the winged the, eagle, the, the winged eagle. I think it is it just because it's the titles of our childhood. I think so. Or they're just no, that good. They no, are that good, though. No, they are that good. And case in point, look at the belts now. I don't like any of the they belts. Look, they're now. all fucking ugly except for the United Kingdom mm. belt. And it's a beautiful belt. It's it's gorgeous. But uh, the new Intercontinental title sucks. The new U.S. title sucks. So the U.S. title sucked for a long time. Like yeah, just that it, red it, and that bald spot, boys. <laughs> Hell yeah, bro. We're tag team champions. Look at our mullets. Hell yeah. He's going to do some victory laps. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Why did he fucking do that? Why was that not his thing when he won a match just running around the ring? He should have ran it with the belt up. Like, yeah. Put me on fucking, look at his, oh, his face. God. He's fucked. God, he, Put he, me on creative he, right here. He looks, uh, he looks <laughs> This There's this one fan in a look blue the, sweater down here that's really concerned. Like, baby, I'm so Look sorry. at all the blood. And like I said, in the first half, I was like, when the fuck did that happen? I had to rewind it back and I saw he drop kicks him right in the fucking mouth. Stop laughing at me. Stop laughing at me. There's oh, there's the, the ECW. Yeah, guy. it is. Big Jim Martin. It's not actually Jim Martin, but that's the guy. He looks like uh, Jim Martin from 
Uh, fuck. This is in Tampa. Why the fuck is this guy in Tampa? Well, they have these things called airplanes, Travis. <laughs> Why would you fly, fly to there? this shit, though? It's the rumble, man. It's a 30-minute rumble. They didn't know that when they bought their fucking ticket. I mean... Yeah, they did. It gives the fastest pace. That doesn't mean the... the God, look at that bro- kid in that Braves hat. Dude, the wild thing is I've been in that... I've actually been to concerts in that arena, and it's just kind of funny that I, I was there oh, for... Oh, here we you, go. You see in this arena. I don't want to here talk about go. it. Here we go. I need to know. I need to know. It was Kanye. You motherfucker. I got really Pre-Kim. high. It was a good show. <laughs> Pre-Kim. Pre-Kim. Like, even the security guy's laughing at him. He's like, oh, look at my hair. It's so cool. I'm a worker. Yeah, look at this man. Oh, oh, it's a fan fan play club. Yeah, look at my dick. I like that guy's Cosby sweater. Uh, <laughs> guy looks like a pedophile back it there. It looks like the dude from Parker Pond. <laughs> he does. Sets up for WrestleMania 11. This is a big deal because they haven't really had a big celebrity involved you know, in it, years. It, it's understandable, too, where, like, I've listened, we've listened to the OSW guys talk about how this wasn't a big deal to them because, I mean, it's it's the NFL. NFL's not as big as in other places as it is here. Well, NFL, you're a... But here, here's... I mean, well, you know what I mean, though. Like, that was a joke, like, by the way. Yeah, yeah. They haven't had a celebrity in a match since when? Mr. T at WrestleMania 2? Yeah. Well, they did that spot. Was it with Buster Douglas and Randy Savage? Well, I mean, like at, yeah, but at actually in in the match. Yeah. Um, no, you're oh, you're right. I have a, I have and, something to interject here, right quick, because I asked that. How is he not in the WWE Hall of Fame? Drugs. Well, drugs and like rape. I guess didn't he get so accused like of every, rape? Every other. Uh, yeah, but like every before, fucking other but, NFL player. But before so, that, though, he could have been inducted when before those allegations. Oh yeah, came uh, out. it may. Drew it, Carey got inducted. It may. It, well, in all honesty, it may just be him. That's right. He may not because when you get he inducted, you got you give them like the rights Likeness to, and shit yeah. to to use your. So there's there's something that Todd Pettengill says about Shawn Michaels here. Um, when Shawn Michaels helps dump out Diesel from last year's Royal Rumble, he goes, Shawn is used to handling big men, and I popped really hard for that. <laughs> did you see he eliminated Virgil? <clears throat> yeah, he did. Yeah, he eliminated Virgil. Man, I miss Virgil. Where's Virgil? We're, we're hey, speaking of Virgil, how's that autograph? Uh, going? Oh, fuck <laughs> you, man. You got me a Vincent autograph, It's just Virgil. as good. <laughs> it is. Hey, look, it's the same gear Bam Bam wore this year. <laughs> Oh, here comes oh, the super kick. Oh, look at the I love, I love that Mabel's attire looks like a circus tent. <laughs> it it does. doesn't get any better than this match. If you could fit an entire uh, doink and dink in there. <laughs> fact. That's a fun fact. <laughs> oh, man. I hate, I hate Crush so much. I will tell you, though. I hate that Crush. Oh, there the we go. Here we go. HB Kid. He does have the TK on his uh, wrist tape there, so that tells you this is pre-taped. It was probably pretty early in the day, Travis. Oh. Well, he didn't have he didn't have that on his hands either when he came out for the diesel shit. That's true too. I will say they they shortly here they talk about the finish of the Royal Rumble '94. Thoughts on that? What did you think of the finish of the Rumble '94? I thought it was very unique because it had never been done at the time. Well, considering the Rumble hadn't been around five years, six very, years, very very long, um, it's kind of a natural progression to think that like, okay, what are we going to do this year to separate this? Um, now there's the debate on like who's actually hit first. Now, I think it's, it's interesting that, you know, they have it they have it very well camouflaged here where you can't see. Well, they have smart on But when part. you really, when you think back that this happened again in 05 on accident and they planned it even better on accident. With, yeah, they <clears> legitimately touched the exact, the exact same, same time. time. They could then, have never done that again. And then blew out both of his fucking quads. Uh, but like this, this, I this, this, people, this, always bug, this always bugs me 
that all the people were starting to put on their jackets and like they're they're totally clogging up the front part there where no one else could see what was going on. Yeah, like it was this. Dicks. This was really good though. I mean, like it almost couldn't have been planned better with the way their feet come. It's down. It's good though because like. <laughs> They they filmed it so well that like, you even can't if there tell. was a mistake, you wouldn't have been able to no. see it. Like the uh, I, I, Orndorff yeah. Hogan. The, my one knock against this is because they're they're right. They're trying to serve two masters. Of Jack, like, let's honey. let's basically let the crowd decide from this point on. Like who who are we going to go with? Rather than the, like Brett's our guy, he's the obvious choice because the chance with Luger had already passed. Yeah, Jack um, Tunney is money, by the way. <laughs> that's, no, that's a T-shirt. That's a T-shirt. Tunney is it. money. Tunney is money. Tunney is money. <laughs> I actually, ironically, got my tax check, so I'm going to buy some T-shirts. I haven't even done my taxes. I got to buy. I got my taxes too. Where's IRS when you need them? <laughs> better pay your taxes. Better point. pay your taxes. Lex Luger's mullet. That's a championship. How great mullet. is it, or is it? I don't know. Um, that's the same mullet he has through '97. Agreed. Like when he goes back for the Dungeon Doom and all that shit in '96 is the same fucking mullet. I don't think it's as great as it could be. Um, well, I don't think he's as great as he could be. Killed Miss Elizabeth. Allegedly. He also what else? If he doesn't get out of that wheelchair ever again, I don't care. Oh my god! Wow! <laughs> wow! You read what you sow, you son of a bitch. Vince, uh, right here. He's. he's <laughs> We're terrible human beings. Vince sells the uh, sells the the LT uh, incident and apologizes, uh, and, and he turns his back to the camera like so slowly. <laughs> oh look, there we have uh, main <laughs> eventer Howard Finkel. <laughs> Second year anniversary. Wow. I genuinely love Howard Finkel. I do too. He's fucking awesome. This is the fastest paced Royal Rumble ever. Well, I got a question for you. Do you think answer for you? Do you think if this had been an hour rumble, do you think Pat Sean... Patterson got a boner walking out here? No, that's her. no. Let me. She's wearing no bra. She's looking good. I th- I think you might be uh, going up the the wrong tree. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, uh, I, I don't know. If I don't, uh, this might be some uh, inside baseball, but uh, he he was he was not of the heterosexual persuasion. <laughs> I mean, um, do you think she could have turned him though? Like she's pretty no. damn hot this time. At this point, I think he was pretty deep. So look at how we're thinking. Now, though. Maybe he maybe to get close. Maybe to get close to, to Tommy Lee uh, a little later on. I'm sorry, sir. What he could drive point? a boat with that thing. What, what was your What was your point? What was that? I don't even remember. <laughs> Not fucking important. <laughs> Look at Howard Fickle trying to hold the ropes. I, do, I have seen the video footage do. of him driving that boat. <laughs> like, why would you not open the ropes, Fink? Sorry, I know you're not used oh, to hot women being around God. you, but open the ropes. Don't sit on them. God, Fink. All right, you're going to see Shawn Michaels walk out um, here soon. Um, her fucking... It must be cold in the arena. because her She's fucking, just excited, man. Her nipples it's the Royal Rumble. Brandon. High beams. Big thing is here is Shawn Michaels, of course, draws number one, and British Bulldog draws number two. That's the point I was going to make. Do you think if this had been a sixty-plus minute rumble, the fact of Shawn going from number one and winning would have cemented him more so than winning the rumble? As is? yes, I think mm-hmm. so because then they can be like he lasted sixty something minutes, having beat Flair's record. Do you think they? The reason they cut the Rumble down in retrospect is because they knew Shawn was going to go from number one. No, I, I I personally think is this Rumble doesn't have the 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 legs to stand on with talent wise. Oh, that's an understatement. Yes, 
What does this mean, Brandon? Uh, that TK on his, uh, the wrist on his tape stands for Themis Chlorides. And uh, that may not be pronouncing that correctly, but she was one of the raw ring girls. Uh, really, really, really attractive. Uh, dark hair. Uh, back, you know, if you're familiar, back in the day when Raw first started, they'd have these <laughs> raw ring girls who would carry, uh, you know, get raw or signs or like whatever they would say. And they'd wear Open your mouth and say raw. Yeah, I get raw on Monday night. Um, <laughs> she, yeah, you do. <laughs> she she now is a Republican Connecticut uh, state representative. So uh, she, was a, she was a sports trainer, a very, very attractive lady. Um, pro- I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Shawn Michaels probably fucked her. Was he married to somebody at this point, though, too? Is, is he a fucking wrestler, dude? <laughs> Shot, I mean, tr- Adam Anderson's checking him out. Um, yeah, he uh, didn't ever wear those zebra print knee pads again, though, with tights after this, did he really? No, I think it's because they slide a lot. And they look terrible. You're <laughs> fucking terrible. Iconic. They stick out, they stick out like sore thumbs. Anybody else is going to stick out like a sore thumb? <laughs> All right. What? Pam Anderson's titties because they're hard as a rock right now. I would like to be a, like a teenager. I love the people from work listen to this podcast because like, they just get a whole different side of me. It's great. I love the Bulldog's jacket though. I love the Bulldog period. Like uh, I, This was the best Bulldog. 95 to 96 Bulldog was the best. Bulldog. I don't know. 92 Bulldog. Oh, 93 and WCW Bulldog. It's good too. Good. But like WWF Bulldog. I think 95, 96. Sean just immediately. Hell, well, 92 Bulldog's good too, but he's not even there for like half the no, year. No, sure, because because of drugs. HGH. <laughs> but yeah, I, I've always I had a uh, soft spot uh, for the Bulldog. I want a Bulldog action figure like that. Yeah. Short trunks, red tassels, long hair. I will say... Uh, he could eliminate him right here. We, we mentioned that this is the fastest-paced Royal Rumble where the entrants are a minute long instead of your normal 90 seconds, which is, you know, 30 seconds longer. And that's not Titan time. You uh, Yes, that, that's what I was going to allude to, is I legit pulled out a, my stopwatch on my phone, and they are consistently one-minute um, entrants, which I thought was the wildest thing to me. Well, at, at this point, good for them for, uh, for being honest, because... If if on top of the fact this was the shortest rumble, if they had uh, lied and people were coming out every twenty seconds or something, yeah, that would have yeah, been yeah. fucking. You notice know, something else though. You know how they changed the mat like between every match now? Not not back then. No, no, still no. Nobody was worrying about you know staff and shit like yeah. that. And oh my god, staff infections are no fucking. Oh my way. god, racism all its way to the ring. <laughs> <laughs> I will say something that is very noticeable, especially in these earlier Rumble, Royal Rumbles, is the entrants don't have um, their music, which is a weird concept because 88, they didn't do it. 89, they did not do it. But 90 is one of the weird exceptions where their music played for each they entrance. Wanted that, they wanted that warrior pop when he came out. That makes sense. And Hogan's pop. So too. then in, 90, uh, in, in 91, you did not have it all the way up to 96. Is the ne- this next year is when they started doing it every entrant, and it is weird in this watching it and them not having their music. I love. I mean, I know we're watching '95, but that '97 Rumble is one of my favorite Rumbles where Austin wins and like he cheats to win it or whatever. But when Bret Hart's music hits in that '97 Rumble, that place loses its fucking mind because it's him and Austin in the ring. They're about to go at it. It's so good. It's so fucking good. And Austin watching the stopwatch doing the push up. Oh, Duke Drosy. He's here to take out the trash. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's a line Vince McMahon says here, by the way, too. Oh, right in the face well, with racism. <laughs> <laughs> Knocked him right down. 
<laughs> Look at that back brace. Why, why did they sell why, those? No, we're, no, why, but no. Why, why would the racist go for the man who takes out white trash? Are we going to occupational hazard of the week here? Like, cause no, because this is the fastest pace for our rumble. We couldn't do it. We tried. Uh, we don't have it in the budget. Can we, can we just count how many occupations we have in this rumble? I'm going to do that. We got one. <laughs> we got Dick Dancer. We got a uh, dumpster man. We got, uh, we got a racist. racist. In, some, in some places of the South, that is a the job. The Bulldog's really just the, the, the guy. Like, there's no gimmick there, really. I, I do I do want to go really quick, kind of just glance over our past winners. Uh, of course, the 88 Rumble was Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Uh, 89 was Big John Studd. 90, I, don't know, I don't know how you saw throw people out in 88. But okay. 90 and 91, of course, was Hogan back-to-back. Oh, the Gigolo, baby. Oh, there's right, there's go, gimmick baby. number two, baby. <laughs> Fucking uh, love course, it. Of course, Ric Flair was 92, uh, winning the WWF title. Yokozuna, 93. And Brett and Luger being in there uh, for the 94, with the earliest winner being from number three, which was? Ric Flair. Here's the, here's an honest question for you. Do you think Luger's winning the Royal Rumble is more important than him being WCW champion for seven days? No, because he was super over at that time. And yeah. I get why they, they made it quick in WCW, um, uh, just because, you know, they're still building up the sting. I get it. But, but he was champion before that, too. Well, he was a heel then, though. But, yeah. like, that was when WCW blew dick. Like, 91. Luger was super over during that Ooh, point. Chamber of Horrors. Oh. I'm not I'm not arguing. <laughs> he fought Ron Simmons at that baby. Ch- I am selling that tape online, babies. Uh, don't don't show your bullshit. Um, <laughs> Gigolo Jimmy Del Rey, um, if you if you pay attention to him in this match, the dude has got an incredible working punch. Yes, I have that in my notes that he has an amazing punch. Is a head shrinker a gimmick? No, it's a lifestyle. I love okay. that. Uh, yeah, we're gonna steal it too. That uh, fucking Mario himself, Captain Lou Albano, has managed to turn the savages into baby faces. And like, I feel like when Barbarian goes to WCW, he wears that gear for a little bit. Well, why not? He spent the money on it. I mean, he's like, not a face of fear yet. Like, Hogan got him a job. He's fucking Sione uh, uh, here. And the Gigolo is the first no, one out of the bullshit. That's bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> Such bullshit. How do you not throw the racist out first? How do you Which not throw ironically, the garbage Number three out. is usually, your, is typically, on average, the first person thrown out of every Royal Rumble. Really? When you think about it. They're usually the quickest because the two people in the ring will team up or they're... I guess, I mean, I guess that makes logical they're, sense. They're either a tag team like the Hardys were one year, or they're like in a feud, and then those two people want to get rid of that guy. Or uh, 89, your rumble started out with uh, both members of Demolition. Demolition. Uh, oh, Doctor of Love. God, look at that hair. And he's a doctor, so that's gimmick number three. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of doctor would you, would you think that he is? See, like a, a podiatrist. podiatrist. <laughs> yeah. He loves some feet. He's got a finger and full body. I'm into a lot of things, and I don't kink shame people, but feet's one thing I don't do. Get out of here, Tony Atlas. <laughs> weirdo. That shit's weird. Don't yeah. stand up to like, Samba Simba? What are you, you know, talking about him like you, that? You know, I, I don't I don't die on many hills, but this is one I'm going to die on. <laughs> Freaking Samba Simba was racist and stupid all at the same time. Not Tony Atlas, the gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably racist too. Tony Ellis lives down the road uh, from here. Well, we I'm not going to step him. on his fucking I think we should just go face. to his house one day and interview him. Uh, if, if we can track him down, let's make it happen. <laughs> That'd be fun. And uh, I want him to go go nuts on you. Because it's, like, oh I heard you so talk shit about movies. me like his feet. <laughs> said I was racist I, I when said, I was Simba. I said I don't kink shame. Clown. Four. <laughs> <laughs> Doink actually had a huge Dink pop. In the Doink got a huge pop for this. I have a question for you regarding Doink. Shoot. Um, on on paper, the Doink character 
should be fucking terrible. And by this point, I, I think it had run its, it's course. It's comedy at this point. It's not serious But anymore. when Matt Bourne was Doink, and they were doing like the, the evil clown stuff, like I, I really liked Doink. He could have been an IC champ, too. Now, here's my question to you. With a guy, maybe you have a guy that like is not good enough currently mm-hmm. to you know to like really be a character on their own. But you've got a guy that's a it's a good hand that maybe can really take the character. Do you think they could do a modernized version of Doink, sort of in the vein oh, of, the, of the Fiend, fiend just not they could breaking the fucking paranormal? They could have wall. if they didn't have the Fiend now. Yeah, but I think if you're going to do it, it'd have to be more kind of like a, a Quang. Joke. Quang, like more of a Joker style, um, yeah. Joker style clown. And that would be. Your... Oh well, I mean, I wouldn't have him do the. It wouldn't be the same gimmick. Yeah. It would just well, be like. The well, there's something that popped in my head is Ace Austin on Impact. Wait, I think he would make a good Joker. Bruce Prichard even mentioned that they were thinking about bringing Doink back in the Attitude Era as a more sinister character, but it was going to be Headbanger Ma. I mean Thrasher that was going to do it. That would have made sense. I would have been fine with that. And, like, he was just going to be, like, a more evil, like, more Matt Bourne-esque character, but they just never did it. Because it it really is the singer, not the song. Because no no disrespect to any of the other guys, Steve Kern, Steve Lombardi. Ray um, Apollo. Yeah, who I think is, I'm pretty sure this is Ray Apollo. Is Quang a gimmick? Is he a karate man? Is that, like, He's a Puerto Rican ninja. Five. I mean, I'm giving it for him, so I'm not going to go that far. I love Savio Vega, by the way. Really, really underrated. He should have never been in the finals of the King of the Ring 95. Oh, no. So, but. This, this is very interesting. Model. The reason he's in this is because he's been in every Royal Rumble up to this point. This is his seventh Royal Rumble. Um, at one point, he had the longest time yep. until uh, Ric Flair uh He's a model, him. so that's number five. That's true. Why do you think they're not using him? Like, that gimmick is perfect for this era. The, well, the model they, gimmick never really had... You, they like were a, up until Razor beats him in the finals of the do IC Do you think title. he's possibly doing more like agent work in the back? I think he's probably getting ready to retire. No, he goes to WCW after this. He goes to 97? Thanks a lot, Booker T. Injures him in a hey, match. It's not his fault they have a tiny ring. Oh. Yeah, he should have thrown him that way, though. But but Brick Martell doesn't blame him actually. So well, it's because he's a nice but, he's a but nice like, man. They were going to come back in. Uh, he's going to come back in WWF with Don Callis as like uh, the models. They were going to be a models tag team. I I really like Rick Martell. I think he's a terrific. He should be in the Hall of Fame. Gimmick. I mean, he should. Here's here's the fucking highlight right here. Unfortunately, he gets thrown out so fucking quick. They, like, I I have to imagine. That you had to know something was up. Yes. You had to know something was up now in retrospect because they follow him from behind. Yeah. They did that with no one else. A uh, huge pop, and they they once again reach out saying this is a more aggressive Bret Hart. It cost me the title. I'm digging it. He's tagging him, man. Look at some, he has a great working punch. Come I on, know, I know that they continue the story of of Bret and Bob Backlund going into WrestleMania 11. Do you think it's a, a fucking? <clears throat> it was a bad idea not to do. Brett Nolan again at Mania. I think Makes it sense. is. And yeah, I, I, I don't. I didn't really think the first Backlund Brett match was good at Survivor Series. I actually, I really like that match. But the it's Mania too match is fucking terrible. The Mania match is not good. So number, no, I've got five gimmicks that are occupational. Then they get thrown out off camera. Yes. Like so you'll find out here oh, shortly. Oh, by the way, um, it's because one of Well Done comes out. And <laughs> right here. Right here. Look, so you see, Owen just got tossed awesome. out. And he gets a fucking huge pop, or so he thinks, but it's actually because Owen got eliminated. <laughs> yes. 
Timothy Will. I'm not even that actually that, ha- that actually gimmick. happened. Oh, ref goes down. Oh, good. He fuck took out Dave, the trash. Fuck you, Dave Hebner. Oh my god, that fucking bump. <laughs> All right, Ric Flair wannabe. That didn't work. <laughs> that hurt me. Look at that dong up his so, ass. I was like, so, what are we talking about here? Uh, Royal Rumble's out. If you ever, <laughs> if you ever think about it, there's all oh, the models out too. If you ever think about it, oh, here we go. Uh, Royal Rumbles always come in kind of like like sections. Phases. Yeah, like there's like this is kind of like the end of, of section one here. Because they're eliminating a bunch of people rapidly. Because it's the fastest-paced Royal Rumble. You know what, Vince? Why don't you calm the fuck down? Doesn't, don't you think that Quang looks like like the lost Volano brother? Yes. He actually really does. He oh, that's like, a great kid. I wonder if he's Volano 3, because we only saw 4 and 5. Oh, whoa! Is, oh, is he a, is a Bushwhacker? Yeah, I think a Bushwhacker is an oh. occupation. That's number 6. Oh, we're back down to Sean and a former Bulldog. A former sheep herder, which is also a oh, here occupation. We go. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. It's like, it's like, no, Bulldog, get off me. I'm trying to toss him out. Fuck, Fuck you. you. <laughs> sell, bitch, sell. Andy's out. That it's, not the, it's not the quickest <laughs> bushwhacker elimination. Which, which rumble is it where it's he... 91? 90? It's two? I can't remember which year, but he, he's in and immediately he's thrown out. out. He just keeps fucking, you know. <laughs> I, I think it's Earthquake. That, I think it's Earthquake that throws him out. Too. I think it's not. It's either 91 or 92. If it's Earthquake, that's... 91? Probably. Well, I was going to say 90, but no, I guess it would be Because the Warlord gets tossed out by Hogan super quick. I believe that's the, nine, the 89 I love, I love that delayed vertical suplex, by the way. I always thought it was cool. Oh, oh, look. Racism has another face. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say, man, um, for to be, to be so racist, they have really ethnic-looking hair. <laughs> Fair it's enough. because they permed it. <laughs> They're just some country boys. There's nothing white trashy about a perm in '95. <laughs> somebody eliminate this. Somebody eliminate this racist trash. There you, you got. Go. There you go. Get out of here, God. you fucking and Nazi. The, they kind of <laughs> fucked up with the camera angle there, but he fucking racks himself on the bottom row Ugh. really oh, hard. Oh man, somebody got Fatty McGee out of the chair. He's up now. He's ready. I for will the say rumble. when I think of that, they, they did the his corporate rumble. Out of the bottom of his shirt, by the way. And China yeah. throws out Vince McMahon. He totally racks his. Fucking neck oh, his on neck, it. Yeah. yeah. That also happened to Boss Man. I believe it was in the ninety two rumble. Well Boss Man's got a strong neck because he got hung in the hell in the cell and he survived. <laughs> WrestleMania fifteen, I can't wait to cover that shit show. Oh fuck. Except um, for the main event, the main event was good. Was it really though? That was a no DQ WF title match also won. Oh, oh the odds on God. favorite to win the Royal Stop Rumble. Stop touching me right now. <laughs> His nipples <laughs> out. <laughs> His nipple is out from behind his they strap. Need, they, we need to get the we need to get Mickey's uh, hand. Hey, his out. brother's in the front row. <laughs> it's his cousin. He got a front row seat. Hey, there's my brother. He can win. By God, that's, he's so that's, Here's Owen. That's Prince Dong Bundy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bulldog eliminates him right over the top. <laughs> Prince Dong Bundy. Prince Jimmy. <laughs> my name's Frankie. Sorry, that's a Raider Rumble reference. I don't care. <laughs> Which we did a retrospective of, of, of that movie on Rats with Black Lodge. Yeah, check check it out um, if you want to hear us uh, rant about uh, a movie that we all unironically love. <laughs> King Kong, son, ain't got shit go. on me. Here we go. All right, I'm ready for another occupational yeah. gimmick here. Let's go. Well, he's a King Kong, man. We're at six. <laughs> Watch this. Watch Mel. One, two. Up, oh, rappers out. <laughs> well, there it is. You're out of the rubble. 
That's number seven. That's an occupation. Yeah, dude, my fucking craziest part of this is there's people that are going into this fucking match in there for out. two seconds and they're getting paid. I know, man. And then you got Oscar ran out there and he's got to run right the fuck back. <laughs> the fucking bushwhacker is no longer. No, no. I'm counting him as a rapper. Oh. That's seven. Do <laughs> you count him and, and Mabel as one or two? Two. Gotcha. Well, Mabel's actually three because he's like two people. <laughs> He's two tons of fun. You know, how many people are dead in this room? We should look that up. Oh, there's a ton of them. King true. Kong Bundy, Mabel, Bulldog, Jimmy Del Rey. Oh. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, oh, hell yeah. See, the thing I don't like about this is uh, I, feel like, I feel like there's a lot of lazy booking going on here because it's like tag partners are coming right out immediately, like right after one another. And now you've got the showdown everyone wants to see, quotations. Mabel <laughs> versus King Kong, motherfucking Monday. If this was so important, why the fuck was this not the fucking match at Mania? Whoop, there it is, bitch. It should have been. I, could, I, I would have rather have seen this and have The Undertaker work Anybody else? Undertaker and Brett. Which one? I mean, truthfully, that would have been a better. Yeah, a better I agree. The debut match. and comma. Yeah. <laughs> but here's the so, thing: why? Why did he not? De- why so did he this. not defend his king so, king title against King Kong Bundy after he won the King of the Ring? I, I king- think it's very interesting here that Bundy was the odds-on favorite, but he's out in about three minutes. And I don't think he was supposed to actually hit the God, ground he, here. Look at his fucking gut. It's, it's, <laughs> his guts blocking him from going. Oh. See, like, watch this. I don't think he was supposed to go out. I think this was accidental. Whoa. He's got his, another bushwhacker. That's he's got nine. his leg wrapped around the rope. Watch. That's number nine. He, he tries to, like, almost skin the cat in a way. Slide and back under. I, I think he slips. So. They don't have the camera angle on him. Yet. Well, they oh, see? Oh, see? He, wasn't, he oh. wasn't supposed to. Oh, he knew he fucked up there. I don't think. He looked at his face. He's like, fuck. Damn it. How dare Shawn Michaels take offense from the fucking Bushwhacker? <laughs> We're up to nine on the Wow! <laughs> He's eliminated both Bushwhackers. Wow! <laughs> they, good on them for having fucking jobs in 1995, but it's it's kind of embarrassing. See, this, what I, this goes back to what I was saying, though, about IRS and Taker. Would it not have made more sense to have them in this match to give it at least some star power? Well, you could have Bundy eliminate... Undertaker somehow, and then that's how their feud starts. I mean, it could have worked. They could have done it. I like this uh, bulldog punching. Yeah, making it realistic. Yeah. yeah. I was just thing. thinking in my head. head oh, huge <laughs> pop for Luger. Remember, Mabel was an all-time favorite too, right? Bye. Look at that. Oh my god, I just tore an ACL. I kind of love Luger in short spurts, and then <laughs> oh! and then he's in the ring for more than five minutes, and I'm like, oh yeah, this Did you is remember why. he killed Miss Elizabeth? And you're like, nope, don't care. So watch this. It, it comes up here. It comes up here in a little while where him and Luger are working someone over, and they uh, he goes to like punch, and they flinch, and then they stop. Man, Luger, I give Luger a lot of shit, but. I mean, <laughs> you think you called him a murderer? Allegedly. I mean, he could have. I mean, they could have done a lot worse than Luger in like ninety four, ninety five. I mean, they did actually. Technically, I, I've never liked Luger as a baby oh, face. My God. Okay, where's ass tassels? I I want I want to 
and a very, very small percentage apologize <laughs> to Mantar. <laughs> Fuck. And, and here's why. I didn't know this was the suck people's dick podcast. Here, here, I'm not sucking his dick. I'm kissing his ass a little bit. Mantar is fucking terrible. <laughs> At God. least he's ditched. He's ditched the fucking the goofy headdress. But in 2021, we have a dude on Impact named Taurus who is literally wearing a fucking Minotaur bull mask, mask and oh he's my the, god, he's the updated he, he version might, of Mantar. He, he is a better worker than Mantar. But that shit is embarrassing. Do you know what, though? The mask that he's wearing is pretty fucking cool. Yeah, but for it the purposes that of... He's into decay, though. <sighs> no, no. I mean, I don't agree with giving... Yo, here comes Josh here's the, McGee. Here's the problem with wearing <laughs> masks in general. How do they think... How do you fucking rip it off of somebody's face? I'm just saying that there's there's logical... True. There's logical fallacies in mass wrestling about this guy. Was the Portuguese market that fucking lucrative that they had to make a Obviously why he became a multi-time champion. (laughs) I mean, he was in the trivia game for like two years after the fact of this gimmick. (laughs) Like, fucking mullet out the top, jock strap. The colors are cool, but he looks like a generic fucking Power Ranger. He, oh no, no, he looks like. Do you remember the? Do you remember the the rip off of Power Rangers, which was like, um, oh fuck, it was on the USA Network actually. Um, it could have been. Fuck! Oh my god! Why can't I think what it's called? But if you actually look at his tights, he has the diamonds like the Power Rangers on his tights around it. I never but, noticed that till right now. But yeah, but but they wore the these fucking masks just like Aldo Montoya. I know what you're talking about. Hog Farmer Tim. He, he is a local, guys. Uh, good old uh, Henry Gowan does not live too far from us. He actually was in a very awful car wreck a few years back and actually I'm glad he did that out of white it. shirt and went uh, to his weird thing is, yellow one. His son is uh, Shane Canterbury, and Shane was actually signed to FCW for a long time. Uh, he, all, he also lives in this area. I used to bump into him all the time at the Gnome. Local the bar Roman here. Gnome, yeah. And uh, really nice guy. Super jacked. Big guy. Really nice guy, though. Steroids are held. Apparently, drug. he used to date Skip's aunt as well. Oh, well, all right. Um, shout out to Skip. Yeah. Fuck you, Skip. Could have had, had a really cool uncle, but I guess you don't respect the family. I guess she got, <laughs> she got warmed up a little bit in there because she's not headlighting it She's watching. like, what the fuck she, is she, this? Her excitement. She can't, she's not that good of an actress to feign excitement for this this long. You tell me. It's not her barbed wire. It's not a fucking classic. <laughs> No, Travis. No, it's not a classic. You guys taste the movie sucks. Uh, oh my god, he missed the tag term. He got a tag title match tomorrow night. God, he oh, slid. Because I, he, he almost did like slid. A, of course he goes for the Mantar because he's a cowboy. Well, yeah, he's got a... He's, he's going to ride him right out of the he's, ring. He's got the spurs and let it go. <laughs> Number 11 here that, on the occupational gimmick. Fucking Billy Gunn. He has to ride him for eight seconds and then he has to throw him out. Come on, boy. Put the saddle on him. Let's ride. I can't even. I mean, I should just use my regular accent. It's country enough. It is. It really is. (laughs) Like, I love how we can't be in the tag tournament because we got an injury, but both of us can be in the Royal Rumble. I'm assuming there was a legit injury because when they started filming for the tag tournament, there was that flinch right there between Bulldog and Luger. Um, The tournament started filming, I believe it was December 10th. So they couldn't put them in there because of something that had happened to to Bart Gunn. Or rodeo injury. Yes. yes. Quote, he, unquote. He got steered. 
steered in the rear. John Michael's joke, not ours. Wait a pass. Oh, the see, look lazy booking. Number was that number twelve now? Yes, that, number that was lazy booking because Billy just came out. Oh, oh my God! It's a mantar. He's the logical rival uh, of the I cowboys. I like to think that when he puts the mantar head on, that they go into full on cowboy mode. <laughs> they pull out their lasso. <laughs> they lasso him in hog time. Yeah. What's our time? Here's the time. Here's the thing. Like, why? Why don't they use their guns? <laughs> because you can't. Because it's illegal. If you do it before the bell rings, it's not. <laughs> well, why would you want to shoot somebody? I do want to state this. Well, then, what the, don't bring your fucking guns Well, I mean, if you ask Lex Luger, all I got to do is force some pills down somebody's throat and <laughs> die. That's a long-term strategy. It's not effective in the short term. <laughs> That's fucked up, man. What? I'm R.I.P. Miss Elizabeth. We love you. Sorry, I'm a Lex, I hate Lex Luger as much as fucking Brandon Brand hates Pettengill. Pettengill. Bob, Bob Backlund. He's not right, a li- Listen to the fucking He gets booze, man. He actually has one of the loudest like heat-seeking moments of the night just with the booze alone. And here's the weird camera angle because he's about to get attacked from behind. I will. I, I want to state something really quick, guys. I know we're ragging on Mantar, but Mantar has lasted longer in this rumble than King Kong Bunny and Mabel combined. Uh, longer, longer than oh, there's the hit man, uh, Owen as well. Um, yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Beat him up. Beat his ass. Damn, Brett makes it look so believable, man. He's gonna this guy with an incredible pissed. working punch. He's fucking pissed, man. He's yeah. so fucking tan next to Backlund. <laughs> well, Backlund's <laughs> like, like white, white, white meat baby face. You know that's actually that's actually an old school thing, and it's probably not applicable specifically to this. But but heels uh, generally out of shape, were, kind of, were no, not aesthetically pleasing. They they were they usually weren't tan because you wanted them to look you know just unappealing. Oh, oh here we my go! God. This Harvey is Wilpenman appearance. Stephen is it Stephen Dunn? This is Stephen Dunn. As I don't give a fuck <laughs> which one of these it is. You are. I wonder just, if this is a I reference to it. Kevin to Kevin Dunn. Not God, that. I hope like, not. Because this freaking dental work was not well done. Up, <laughs> oh, back one's gone. Oh, look at that shitty bump he took, though. He's fucking old, man. He's just WWF champion. That doesn't mean he's not old. I mean, Goldberg was old, and he took a better bump than that. Yeah, to himself. Oh, my God. I don't care how old he is. This is good stuff. <laughs> this is good right here. This is better than the actual Rumble. I this love this shot. Because the Brent Hart show, kind of. Just because it's dark and it's chaotic. I'm waiting for number 13. Looks real. Yeah, it looks, it real. looks real. There, there's a, there was a moment earlier in the show where, like, uh, I think it's when the, in the tag team match when they won the titles and they dropped the lights. And I'm like, oh, my God, I wish the whole show was shot like this. Because, <laughs> I don't know, it just it feels more, more intimate. Like, well... It feels more like a like a spectacle. Uh, oh, why? All right, why? Again, coming in at the number twenty-seven position, the most coveted position of the entire Royal Rumble, we have Captain Redneck himself, Dirty Dick Murdoch, one half of one of the greatest tag teams of all time, the Texas Rednecks, along with Dustin Rose. Dustin Rose, baby. Um, another um, racist. I was about to say, I wonder if he taught the Blues Brothers a. <laughs> Some of his ways. The Blue Brothers, not the Blues Brothers. I'm sorry, Blue Brothers. Let's let's not drag Eli hey, and... Uh, Elwood and Jacob. Uh, uh, Fuck you, no. no, no, no. <laughs> Elwood and... I wonder if they had a clan rally in the closet back there. <laughs> well, so, Dick Murdoch's there. So. The, 
the big rumor, and this is purported by Dusty himself, is that um, he was that he being um, Dick Murdoch was a card carrying member of the KKK and actually tried to take Dusty to a clan meeting at, at one point. I know it was a different time, but man, that's that's really fucked up. Definitely that fucked up. Adam Bomb, Adam baby. Bomb. Super baby. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. This is like one of his yeah. last appearances. Uh, with good reason, because he sucks. His right. gimmick was over, though. So, I mean, so, well, it could have been over, like with the yellow eyes and all that stuff. I mean, he was actually kind of cool looking. He would definitely be a good member for the Dungeon of Doom. Uh, well, he did become a face of This fear. seems like a good, a good, uh, yeah. This does seem like a good point to talk about just over, you know, the few years that the Royal Rumble was in existence, who had the most eliminations? So, uh, in 1988, guys, who who kind of led that way was the one-man gang with six. 89 was Hogan with nine, which is fucking high. Because, um, uh, yeah, because he comes in and just... Uh, cleans, house. cleans house. I know he tosses out the it's, brain busters. It's like him and Savage right there, like, yep. throwing everybody out, and then, of course, he... They, and then they recycle that exact same one with Warrior, uh, who is the ni- in 1990 has six eliminations. 91 was Hogan with seven. 92 was Sid with six. 93 was Yoko with seven. 94 was Lex Luger and Diesel with seven. Hold hold on. I want. I wonder if Fatu will make a difference in this rumble. <laughs> no. <laughs> Continue. And lastly, in this Royal Rumble, Shawn Michaels has the most eliminations with eight. So this will put him uh, for for a time as a uh, number two, right behind Hogan. Hogan yeah. With nine, yeah. Oh, oh, whoa. Oh, whoa. I, I like that. It, it, looked, it looked very realistic that he was tossing him out. Uh, of course, when we, we break down to, we were talking about Iron Man of the Royal Rumbles, guys. Um, Brandon, do you have the list of Iron Man next to you? I do not. Travis, oh. do you have the Iron Man next to you? No, that would be me because I'm prepared, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <With> my notes. <laughs> I was looking at my notes to see if I had anything. It to me better. In 88, it was Bret Hart with 25 minutes and 42 seconds. 89 was Mr. Perfect with 27 minutes and 58 seconds. 90 was Ted DiBiase. This is where we see it kind of crank up here. Uh, 44 minutes and 47 seconds. 91 is Rick Martel with 52 minutes and 17 seconds. 92 is Ric Flair with 59.26, coming in just shy of an hour. That would be um, that would be one hour, two mm. minutes, and two seconds. Um, it's his actual time in, yep. the, in the match, that, including mm-hmm. his entrance. You're welcome. <laughs> Piece of shit. He has that in his notes. Now, 93 is Backlund with one, one, one hour, one minute, and ten seconds. 94 is Bam Bam Bigelow with 30 minutes and 12 seconds, which is kind of surprising. And then 95 is Sean at 38.41. I mean, yeah, he was in the fastest pace rumble for 38 minutes, man. I mean, come on. Look at those loads. And it's an impressive feat. I mean, being in there for 38 minutes is no joke. I mean, when you break down, I mean, he's up there in the top, you know, I'm, I'm four. Gonna, I'm gonna, no, I'm going to shit on this a little bit. And why and, the and, fuck and is Hero Crush here? He hasn't and, been seen and in here, months. And this is why. This generation of guys is accustomed to working, you know, at most maybe a 15-minute yeah. match. Back in the day... <laughs> Uh, when there would only be maybe three matches, maybe five at most on the card, a good deal of them were going to go a half an hour plus, and, you're, and, you're, and your main event was going to go an 16. hour. Getting your money's worth. Yeah. yeah. So, and you back in those days when you were working every day of the week and twice on Sunday, like, that shit adds up. Now, going 38 minutes is is nothing to, to poo-poo it's but it's not it's not exactly the same thing as as uh, going an hour in the rumble 
like, or you know yeah. traditional match. Gotta, so, gotta say though, the lacklusterness of number thirty being crushed really puts a bow tie like the star power of this rumble. <laughs> like I haven't been seen in like three months. I, I, oh, it's crushed. So number thirty is crushed. I have this question for you guys: Is this the worst cast of wrestlers when it pertains to the Royal Rumble? Yes. You look at that ninety. You? Look at ninety-two Rumble and all that star power, and then just three years later, none of that star power is around. Well, I feel like there's a few other ones where, like, it's very obvious, you know, who your winner is going to be. I know that um, Henry Godwin's not going to win this Royal Rumble. This would this would not be so bad. There's only if, three logical people standing in the ring right now that can win the Rumble: Sean, Luger, and Bulldog. That's I it. mean, they're trying to sell you on the fact that anybody can win, but obviously, we know that's not the case. But if it, what if it was Owen left in there? What mm-hmm. if Backlund were still in there? And then you saved the Brett shit for the end? I don't know. I, I think it would have added to the drama. What, what if, you know, in the match, Taker, it, your final four, your final five, it comes down to Brett, Owen, or sorry, uh, Sean, Bulldog. Um, Bulldog, Luger, Taker, and Bundy. And Taker throws out Bundy, and he gets a huge pop. And then all of a sudden, the corporation jumps them or something. They, they pull them out and get them out. Yeah. Well, you, you get that moment, and you get some more star power into this match. Because this match desperately needs star I power. I think they figured that out in the 97 Rumble. Because everybody that has a match pretty much comes back Double. for that Rumble. Because Undertaker Taker, comes Vader. back. Vader comes back. Ahmed Johnson. Ahmed Farouk. Johnson. Farouk. All Even though I love this. this. He hits him with the with the headbutt. But it doesn't and work. And he sells Yeah, watch it. Their third time was like, oh, because you know why? Because racism. Because, <laughs> because have hard heads. Well, the the Samoan people. That's that was their gimmick. They all had really hard heads like because the they're nine, just because they're different. Just a year later with the '96 Rumble, man, they they have more star power there. They they pull into that one, and we and we kind of there goes there goes uh oh, Adam chronic Mom. that's chronic right there. It's kind of funny. Oh. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us why you hate uh, Crush so much. Fucking look at him. <laughs> He's a terrible wrestler, um, by the way. I, I just I, watched I, a 98 Nitro, and he could not take a spear from Goldberg Well, that's what all. you get for watching a 98 Nitro. <laughs> I wish he'd have tore um, his ACL when he took it. Here's the thing. When Crush came in, he was the third member of Demolition. Demolition. He almost gets a pass, but I always resented the fact, because I, I preferred the original incarnation. Yeah. But, you know... Axe was getting a little, little up there in years and uh, had young. some heart issues, so Crush was the, the natural, you know, to, to take the spot. And I don't understand that. Why does Luger stop Dick Murdoch from eliminating a heel in John Michaels? Why would you not try to help Because he wants to he wants to do it himself. He wants the glory. That that's his downfall. Yep. Because even though he's a babyface, he's still got a heel streak. You know what? Him. There's nothing glorious about Lex Luger. <laughs> You know, he has a metal plate in his arm. I mean... His mullet's not glorious. No, his stars and stripes aren't glorious. Oh! Uh, his fucking dating <laughs> record isn't glorious. His selling is glorious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, selling drugs in Miss Elizabeth. Whoa. Whoa. He didn't Whoa. say... He didn't... He didn't it, it, so, if he was selling her those drugs, that's that that adds just uh, on top of all the other bullshit. Your final six... Gave him for free. Your final six include Henry Gowan and Dick Murdoch. <laughs> It tells you how far the world is when it's fucking Henry Godwin, who just debuted as one of the final people. Oh, Henry Henry Godwin? That's a hell of a move by hell Henry yeah. Godwin to hold on, though. Dick Murdoch was a legit huge star, but he wasn't a huge star to the WWE In 95, crowd, he wasn't. Especially in 95, but th- there was not an entity that, like, have, like just... that 
this audience hey, was super nine, familiar Nine Hart would have been a bigger star than three quarters of the people in this fucking match. No, I agree. I agree. Who? Exactly. <laughs> you got me. Respect. Respect. I fell into my own trap. Do you guys You're think? Welcome. Do you guys think that uh, having so many other matches on the card with higher profile talent hurts the Rumble? Like I was saying, with kind of not having a taker, well, that, not, not razor. Now, that, not in today's that event. goes back to what I was asking about. Like, should the Rumble always be the main event? Because in this case, I don't think the no, Rumble should have no. been the main event. But you can't send the crowd home with that shitty ending of Bulldog or uh, Diesel. It made it made sense in the aspect of how the storylines played out for this one. Because Brett having to come back out and beat their asses oh. and keep them from getting title shots, things like that. I mean, it made sense. Dude, and Luger looks great. I mean, he he looks fantastic. He's off the gas here, that's for sure. Yeah, but he still looks fantastic. Well, I mean, I'm saying like his early '90s WCW, he is on the gas like fuck. Henry Godwin. By gas, do you mean steroids? Yes, I do. Just clarifying. No, sorry. I mean, he's probably some other I, things like. I don't know if maybe that was a drug that people use. So it, it, is, <laughs> it, <could be. laughs> it is an interesting fact here that that Crush is here, but we've not seen Crush on TV at all. No, well, no we haven't seen fucking Adam Bomb either, and then he shows up. So I mean, like that's what I don't understand. Yeah, but Adam Bomb's like, not in the final. Four. They're not bringing. They don't really have a lot of star power at all. Anyway, they're not bringing anybody. They haven't built up any of these guys, but Sean. At Bulldog's not even been built up. He fucking had a. Two two different segment well, matches with the media. That's not necessarily true because I went back and watched some of these superstars episodes building up to this, um, where there was a Heartbreak Hotel and Bulldog was making a, a big valiant effort of being in the Rumble and winning the Rumble. So yeah. it, on TV wise, I know we're just watching Raw, but on your other platforms, what they've been you know, presenting, yeah. Bulldog has made himself a viable threat to win the Rumble. Do you think Bundy was supposed to be in the Final Four? It could have been. And they fight, up fucked being, up. It ended up being crushed. You know, I've never heard one way or another, and sometimes they're kind of tight-lipped about that stuff, but it, it seems to me like it would have came out by now if, if yeah. it had been intended. But that was the way that he was, you know, hanging on to the rope, it made it very... No, I don't doubt that it would have made, eliminated made before more, he was supposed to, but I don't made, know that he was supposed to be in the final. It would have made more sense here, though, because Bulldog would have had to overcome Bundy. Then he would have thrown out Sean only to get... Yeah, and that would have made... Or or Luger would have tossed him out, and they probably could have told Crush to say, "Hey, you're in the final four now. That Bundy's not in there." That yeah, can, I mean, I, that makes sense. Yeah, I bet. I bet he's going to crush the competition. <laughs> Kona. <laughs> I actually didn't mind the colors of like Kona Crush. I thought he looked cool, but no, like the whole gimmick. The fucking sucked. Hawaiian Crush. I, sucks. I, I was so glad that he got hit in the head with that fake arm at WrestleMania. And <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Your mullet's stupid. You have no real attributes that apply to wrestling." He is a terrible worker. You watch any match with Crush, it's clunky and it's fucking bad. Like, it's just not good. You know, Randy Savage had a really good eye for talent. God, what the fuck did he see in Crush? WrestleMania 10 was terrible. That match was awful. Savage. That match but that was dog but, shit. But it was, it was because Savage, he wanted to have he, a match with him. He wanted him. to work with him. He, I mean, they got, evidently he was a good dude. Here we I go. Mean, they all got along really well, but, but fuck, man. So this is about the. So this is about the point where I I was talking about when I first saw this, where it was all jumbled up, and I'm like, they're like, Bulldog and Sean are the only two left. They started this Rumble match. I'm like, oh my god. And in my head, I'm thinking they've been in there for a long-ass time, yeah. you know, not knowing, you know, for a few years later that, you know, they're only in there for like 30-something minutes. Well, Which is not a bad fit. It's not a, I mean, 
This is another reason why I think Bulldog could have been champ in 95. I do want to tell you this. He was so over at this point. I do want to tell you this. Watching this rumble back again, Bulldog and Sean both worked constantly in the match. They did. They did. There wasn't a lot of, you know, laying down the corner and, you know, hugging the rope kind of bullshit. Now, Sean was always on the end of going out, so maybe that was where he was getting his his, spots in, but... Well, even though, like, oh, I mean, fuck. They're, they're putting... Oh, they're, oh fuck. That could have been bad. This is Sean's coordination. But, I mean, the, the in, for, as far as, like, psychology, Here the hill thing for him to, to have done could have been just hugging the rope and stuff. But if you really want to put him oh, over as, oh, as being oh. good, just not great... Look at that uh, fat guy. Sorry. He was all into it. Um... I think they even play they, his music. They made they made the right decision in having Sean be competitive the entire match. Oh, absolutely! Even though he's the shit. But man. Chick you should have known something was up here because they didn't show Sean. They just zoomed in on Bulldog. Boom! Until right there. And then that's when I was a kid. I was like, "What the fuck?" Would you like to hear a quote from the British Bulldog? Absolutely. <laughs> oh hell yeah! Let's hear this that. is from WWF magazine. Can you do it in a British accent? <laughs> well, I'll try. Don't even try. <laughs> that's fine. I had Shawn Michaels finished. I threw him over the top rope in the Battle Royal, and I thought his feet touched the floor. The referee said, I won. The whole world so Shawn Michaels got over the top rope. It was a bad call. <laughs> Pam Anderson's back in the headlights again. <laughs> Look at this guy. He's like, what the fuck happened? Hey, man, Bulldog's my buddy. He's a freaking buddy hanging out under my shirt. Oh, God, here it is. The heart break. Kid. You know what would have made it even better if they had said the HB Kid. It would make John me happy. Michaels. He looks like he's about to cry seriously though, though. Like he's emotional well, I mean, about it. To I give mean, the guy credit, I mean, we always talk about how Sean's you know, he was a prick. He was a prick, but he, he was. He was waiting he was, on it. He, he was, was kind of like the he was kind of like a mid card taker. He got know, put in the shitty shit as you, well. You know what was probably not supposed to happen there? I bet a lot of money that one foot wasn't even supposed to hit. He was he, to, probably supposed to do that right he there. He milked this a little bit too long. He almost I fucked think, it right I here. think the problem is he's looking at Bulldog, and Bulldog's not hitting his spot. And I he, think that's oof. what's going on here. He almost fucked it right there one time, though. He almost lost it. One foot, Vince. One foot. Oh, man. Oh, here we go. I wish you'd have threw her down like Sherry. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> you lay there. See, look at this with the lights down. Don't you think that the, like, having matches under like this kind of mood lighting She's probably like, something? Yeah, Sin Cara did it. Remember? She's probably like, God, this guy's so sweaty. Jesus. No, I do think that, I think it's NWA that did it a little bit more where they, they didn't focus on the crowd, they focused on the ring and it made it more feel more impactful because that's what your your main focus is on. And then he dances on her. I, mean, I can't tell you how many times during She's this like, Don't touch like, me. we, we pointed out people in the fucking crowd because it was more entertaining than shit going on in the ring. I mean, the, um, she she could not get out of there quick enough, though. Like, I mean, they even make a point of that on the commentary. They're like, she couldn't get away from him quick enough. Well, he's sweaty as fuck. Sopped. <laughs> that's actually not Shawn Michaels' sweat that's on him. <laughs> Hell yeah, look at this. Shawn's in there celebrating. I do think that this was a creative ending. I think it was it's something different. I think they had to kind of that try was, to they had to try to top themselves though well, after last after, year. After your, was, the previous year, you've got to do something I mean, that's on par. It or, was a really good ending to the Rumble. Like it was something no one really saw coming. I just think it was they abruptly went off the air though. Like I, I mean, think I don't they know, might have been pushing it because time fucking matches are going 
between 20 but and like, 30 minutes. Well, usually they'll throw it back to Vince or something a little bit towards the end of a rumble. Or I feel like the celebration wasn't that long no. on that one. Now they're like, oh, point at the sign. We're going to WrestleMania. Well, I would rather than not do that. Shit. Uh, WrestleMania is where I'm going. <laughs> So, you didn't get out. So, on the road to WrestleMania. Road, make, road, 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 road. Making this the fastest-paced uh, Royal Rumble. Um, it sure felt fucking slow to me. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think it hurts us without the depth of the roster? Yes, especially the, the depth of the roster. Fuck that Rumble hard. I mean, when you think we, we kind of talked about it as we went along, but there were so many people they could have thrown in there that would add a star power and could have kept the the dynamic of like. More potential winners going because Crush wasn't going to win. Yeah, no, Crush wasn't going to fucking win. Crush was fucking terrible. <laughs> I I don't like Crush. I fucking thought Chronic was a shit tag team. Fucking Vince Russo was like, oh my god, their I, name's Chronic. I, yeah, I got the reference. Crush. I was at that age where I'm like, oh, they need marijuana. <laughs> We're gonna smoke your ass. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll, APA. I will say, you know, weirdest thing is if you, if you listen to the, some of the commentary and stuff. Some spots the WWF is bleeped out still. Some spots it's not. It's weird. Uh, I yeah. think that's just them, you well, know, putting shit on there. It was like I was telling you on the way over here. There's a section of commentary in the IRS Undertaker match on the network that is, and I could not find it on Google. I tried to find it that is edited out, but it's there on the original VHS because like there's 45 seconds of 45 seconds of dead air twice. There's no way there's dead air. It's where Jerry Lawler is like, please Vince, tell him to go home. This is fucking terrible. <laughs> it's probably Jerry Lawler making some jokes about fucking <laughs> Helen and Stu. <laughs> oh, hey man, there's, there's, a little, there's a little girl out in the third row I'm going to get a look at. <laughs> Don't you say that about Jerry the King. So, so, Allegedly. So with all of that said, guys, Final thoughts on this uh, on on Royal Rumble '95. Yeah, where we at? Where we're at '95. Um, it was not as bad as memory uh, had me believe, but it certainly wasn't as good as what it should have been. I think I think watching the Raws building up to this made it more enjoyable because we were more invested in what was going on. I'm not gonna lie to you. When I first watched this. I watched it cold, and I thought, I was like, man, this fucking blew. No wonder, like, I didn't watch wrestling in 95. But, like, the Brett Diesel match was surprisingly better than I remember it. Because I, I even said it on the podcast, like, oh, can't wait to watch that 45-minute clunker. Same. Like, I mean, it, it was still long. Like, you could have trimmed some of that out. But the interferences ruined that one. The Jarrett Razor match is actually really good. The tag title match isn't bad, but it's a little long. And for no other reason to see him get uh, him being Bam Bam Balo get the shit kicked out of his fucking face and bleed everywhere. That but this it does it does set up for an interesting raw after this with the whole Lawrence Taylor thing. You have new tag champs. You got a new Intercontinental champ. Shawn Michaels is going to WrestleMania with Pamela Anderson. But for how long? And you have no clear winner. And who's the better man between Brett and Diesel? So you know that's coming back. The answer is Brett. Well, we don't know that value. No, you do. <laughs> You're just a diesel hater. Before we yes. get yeah, I am. I, I, let me guess. It's because Bret Hart's Canadian and you're Canadian. <laughs> listen, your brother. Listen, you piece of shit. Has nothing to do with it. Da, fucking, he's from Diesel's from fucking Michigan, which is like South Canada. Nope. Well, nope, he's not Canadian. He is a U.S. American-made man. Really excited to have you guys with us. This one was a longer one. It actually went by a lot faster than I thought it would. I think it's because of the beer I, I was drinking. I did consume I, some beer and a Red Bull. So I, I, I feel completely good. the opposite. I feel like we've been here for hours. <laughs> well, we have. <laughs> I mean, like more Two, hours. Almost three hours, to be exact. Uh, I mean, I, the Rumble 95, it could have been a lot better. I mean, they could have done had some more star power. I mean, what was your surprises in that Rumble? Martel? 
Crush, Dick Murdoch. <laughs> Dick Murdoch, who's well, he was advertised so. throwing KKK no, around. No, but it's, it's still a fucking surprise of like, why would they do this? That's true. That's it's odd. Like Dick Murdoch's never done anything really in the WWF since like the eighties. So why would you even have him in there? I mean, they do bring up his tag team with Adrian Adonis. They do. In they the do Rumble. mention that. I yes. mean, they mention that. But, like, fucking no one watching Rumble 95 knows who the fuck Adrian Adonis is. It's weird, because Vince, like, I feel like, holds on to certain things like that for some reason. I don't know. Was he it, just tries to make it East, make sense. Was it the East-West connection, or was that Adonis and, and uh No, that was Jesse. Uh, that was Jesse and yeah. uh, Adrian. But, like, here, like... If anybody remembers Adrian Adonis from 95, they're going to remember adorable Adrian Adonis. Yeah, out of shape, flower shop. Getting fucking uh, getting in a retirement him. match with Piper. <laughs> I mean, that's all you're going to remember. I mean, like, no one knows who the fuck Dick Murdoch is at this time. I'm excited, guys. The other people in his clan, dude. <laughs> <laughs> the Blues Brothers? Yep. <laughs> Got it right that time. I'm excited, though, because the next episode uh, after this is going to be covering Monday Night Raw. Uh, we alluded to maybe following that, that something may be uh, clashing upon us. I don't know what it's going to be. Um, but it's going to be a little bit different than our normal WWF uh, well, kind of storyline we're following. I'm pretty sure this Raw kicks off with Vince McMahon and Solemn Tone talking about Lawrence Taylor, doesn't it? Like how he apologizes for that shit again. I watched it yesterday, and yes. I figured it, because that's the thumbnail. You're giving it away. People, people are going to... I'm, I'm giving them an appetite. Why would anybody wedding, want to watch this shit I'm now? I'm wetting their You're appetite. I'm wetting their appetite for their wrestling that will be this ruined. This episode is ruined, and so is wrestling. <laughs> Guys, I, we appreciate you listening to us. We appreciate all the support we've been getting from everybody. Uh, Project Louder and uh, yeah, ProjectLouder.net. Shout out to our good buddy TJ Bowser for uh, putting us on the, the juggernaut that is uh, ProjectLouder.net. Uh, much, much find, love. Us, find us on uh, iTunes, uh, Spotify, and uh, a few other uh, podcasting platforms. Social media, guys. Find us on Twitter and on Facebook at Wrestling Ruined. Uh, check out our awesome t-shirts made by uh, Brandon A. Lane himself. Uh, there's some good ones on there. That Mantar one and that HB Kid one, definitely. And the, the Yeti one is... The, is, the Million Dollar Corporation. There's some good ones. Like I haven't reposted that one, but it'll be up by the time this uh, this episode I is pointed up. out a grammatical error. I, yeah. <laughs> Brandon, Brandon the funny, before we leave, Brandon will make these shirts at like fucking two in the morning. And, like, and he wants somebody's approval. And he's like, We're how do these asleep. look, guys? Fucking asleep to have to be up at like six in the morning every day. But we, we, we love Brandon and his effort for the t-shirts. There's the WCW Classic logo one that I'm going to be buying. With the big WR in the middle of it and the crosshairs. Yeah, I'm very talented. I mean, he's, he's very talented. <laughs> I'm not I'm not stroking his dick right now. It's fine. We are it's recording these episodes when Travis comes to town. And uh, we're really excited because soon he's going to be living here and it's going to be a little bit more easier uh, to do these. And I'm, I'm having fun with you guys. This has been a really fun uh, task for us to go through 95. Please, Jesus, put a fucking pin in this episode. <laughs> I love wrestling. I, 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 I don't love wrestling from 95. <laughs> well, fuck, guys. Uh, this is Eddie Shepard, Travis, Brandon. We're all signing off. Looking forward to seeing you guys and hearing you guys and talking to you guys uh, for the next episode. Y'all take it easy.